1: Thank you.
0: what's up and welcome back to where it all began that is right kind of funny's mcu in review where we rank recap and review every single movie and tv show in the marvel studios marvel cinematic universe of course i'm tim gettys and i'm joined by the producer slash seducer nick scarpino good evening to you tim thank you thank you nick of course we have the big dog kevin coelho what's up man what is up indeed and the nitro rifle andy cortez Great evening, Tim. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. I'll one up to you, Nick. You one up to you. The most. Mm-hmm. That's what, it's what I we do here. It's what we do here. Make quality <laughs> content. One up each other left and what right. what I meant to say. Because <laughs> this, this is... <laughs> Go Look for it, this Nick.
2: Chocolate-covered cashew that I have in my hand.
0: You got it's your nuts?
3: Nice. You oh, finally like got like the nuts. It looks like a heart. Well,
2: this is a cashew. This is not almonds, but I'll take it. It looks like rabbit poo poo. It's weird, right? It kind of tastes like it, too. Bubbles, too. That's fine.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, this is kind of funny as in review where each and every week we rank review and recap two different movie franchises this time we're doing Eternals but next week we are coming back with a Spider-Man 3 rewatch with the debut of a brand new intro that is hype as fuck and i cannot wait for y'all to see that that is next week and then following that up we got ghostbusters 2016 the week after that we got uh, the amazing spider-man uh and ghostbusters afterlife to close out ghostbusters in review and then the week after that is thanksgiving week where there will only be one in review and that will be amazing spider-man to rewatch, continuing all of that of course you can get the show on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com if you wanted to get it as a podcast just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review and we'll be right there for you if you wanted to get the show ad free if you wanted to watch it live as it's being recorded and if you wanted to write your reviews in haiku form you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producers molecule and the kind of funny destiny 2 pc clan have done today we're brought to you by arcane overland shin megami tensei 5 and Raycon, But I'll tell you all about that later. Let's get right into it. We're talking about Eternals, formerly known as The Eternals. They dropped the the, just like Fast and Furious did at some point. Uh, Released November 5th, 2021, making it the 30th Marvel Studios project and the 26th film in the franchise truly incredible. A runtime of two hours and 37 minutes. It was directed by Chloe Zhao, a Chinese-born American filmmaker known primarily for her work on independent films. Her debut feature film Songs My Brothers Taught Me in 2015 premiered at the Sundance Film Festival to critical acclaim and earned a nomination for the Independent Spirit Award for Best First Feature. Her second feature film, The Writer, was critically acclaimed and received nominations for the Independent Spirit Award for Best Film and Best Director, and then she gained further success with last year's No Bad Land, which attracted international recognition and won many awards, including the Golden Lion at the Venice Film Festival, the People's Choice Award at the Toronto International Film Festival, and then both Best Picture and Best Director at the 2020 Academy Awards. Uh, She's the third Oscar winner to direct an MCU film after Joe Johnston for Captain America, the First Avenger, and Taika Waititi for Thor Ragnarok in 2017. The music was done by Ramin Jawadi, who do any of you know him? Mm-mm. Negative. Ooh, Game of Thrones. Oh,
1: there's a Game lot of, of Game of Thrones
2: connections in this movie. There it's, is? Almost, it's almost too many. It's almost too many. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, Robin's Rob known for uh, Game of Thrones, for Westworld, and kind of a fun little thing that I didn't know until prepping for the show. He also did Iron Man 1. So going all the way back oh. to the beginning of the, the MCU. I like that uh, Iron Man
2: 1 soundtrack.
0: He originally popped into the into the whole scene being a kind of understudy of one Hans Zimmer. Mm-hmm. Um, and he worked with him on Pirates 1 soundtrack, which is really cool. And Batman Begins as well, Nick Scarpino. I heard they used to call him Mini Hans.
3: Don't laugh.
1: Let it sit. Let it sit. Don't
3: laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't he wasn't even trying that, to be creative. He, he thought so that was so funny that he raised his hand. Oh, his own little bitty Hans. <laughs> I'm going to the chat.
2: I'm going to go
0: to the live chat right now and see if they thought that was funny. Got it. Yeah, I no one fucking does. love yeah. you, Nick. Uh, this movie had a budget of $200 million, and since it literally just came out last night, we clearly don't have up-to-date box office numbers, but it is performing extremely well. Uh, it is at $9.5 million at the domestic box office alone, uh, so that's just American numbers from just Thursday night previews. That marks the third-best preview night of the entire pandemic behind Black Widow and Venom, Let There Be Carnage, more than Shang-Chi, and ahead of the
1: other pre-pandemic MCU November movies. So doing really well so far. I think more of the news that surprised me is that I finally put it together that that's why the Westworld and Game of Thrones song sounds so similar it's because it was the same composer this whole sense. time I just thought like man that dude just ripped the other dude off that sucks for that guy because they both have and then And they both had that same sort of trill and mm-hmm. now it makes a lot of sense it makes a lot of mm-hmm. sense dude he's so good man I yeah. I love his work and even in this
0: movie uh without getting too far into stuff just talking about the score it is an incredible score. I do think that it's not optimized for its use in the film itself. Like, I think that uh, just listening to the songs themselves are, are better than they're actually utilized in the movie for the most part, which was kind of a letdown for me because I expected hearing all these names and all this talent together, I was expecting a little bit more from the score in the movie. But overall, I've been listening to it a lot of my it's, it's some damn good stuff. Uh, but enough about the score for now. Let's get into what we thought about this. Of course, since this is a brand new release, we're going to do our spoiler-free thoughts at the at the top, and then we'll make it very clear, get into full spoilers before getting into the plot and whatnot. Andy Cortez, I want to start with you. I didn't get your
1: thoughts last night when we walked out of the theater. What'd you think? This movie is a bit of missed potential for me. I I think about halfway through the movie, I'm really digging it. Like, this is going to be a top-tier MCU movie, which, again, how do you even put it and rank it because we love a lot of these movies anyway? But I was really legitimately digging the hell out of it when it comes to action. And even the humor hit more than it missed for me, which I was not expecting. And I think after a lot of the reviews are coming over the weekend, I came in with some pretty low expectations. But about halfway through the movie, I'm going, God damn, this is a really good movie. Like, I'm enjoying... Conceptually, this will be one of my favorite Marvel movies for sure. Just how they built out the world and the universe. Um, the different characters are dealing with the action sequences, I think are fucking really cool to watch. And it's something similar to Shang-Chi that we just haven't necessarily seen in an MCU movie before where it's, it's kind of like Power Rangers, right? Everybody's got their cool beam beam, beam, bam, bing, bam, boom. Everybody's doing all sorts of different things. And it's really visually interesting. But near the end, I think it just got really messy and it threw a lot of elements at the audience that I don't think landed like they could have. And I think that it feels like some parts were rushed to kind of just maybe keep it under the budget. How do we explain this way? Who cares? Have this and that happen. So I I think that there's there's a couple moments here at the end that I think were just really rushed and it's... It sucks, because this movie, I feel, is like kind of a mid-tier movie for me now, when it could have been so much higher if they would have stuck the landing throughout.
3: I mean, uh, I really, really liked it. I think that it's, it's definitely not going to be for everyone. It, um, I really like the pacing of it, which is relatively slow, I think, for most of it. I agree with Andy with some aspects of the ending. Specifically, there's one character that's like, oh, okay. That's an interesting way to, to take what happens here at the end. Um, yeah. But I, like I, other than that, I was blown away at how much I enjoyed the comedy aspect of it. I thought Kumail and uh, his um, valet were both excellent, just really funny. Uh, some of the powers are weird, <laughs> where it's like, oh, that's very specific. And like like Kumail's powers, we, we I'm sure everyone's seen from the trailers where he does finger guns Finger guns.
1: he's finger blasting yeah
3: Yeah. Yeah. i mean that's that's so that's what that means right andy
1: yeah that's exactly what that means uh
3: but like i was uh i kind of went in with no expectations hoping that it would introduce like a really vast world to me like uh, you know the the eternals we haven't seen these characters they this story takes place over uh, many millennials yeah um And I think that it delivered what I was expecting or hoping for. So I think I'm really, really pleased with this. And, yeah.
0: Nick Scarpino.
2: Um, I thought it was fine. I thought it was just fine. I think that they were trying to do something very different with this. I think Chloe Zhao was trying to do, uh, go for kind of a Marvel's version of an epic. And in that, I think she succeeded. But unfortunately, given only a couple hours, for me, it was very difficult to uh, to build all of those characters up in that time and have me care about them. And for the most part, I'd say that they succeeded. Um, but I think the humor kind of it was hit or miss for me. It was a little bit out of place, especially since it was a very subdued tone. For the most part, and I think it suffers from the same things a lot of the mid-tier Marvel movies suffer from, which is that they're just fighting these generic kind of squiggly lines for two hours straight. And by the time we get to any sort of uh, actually compelling antagonist, the movie kind of is over. Um, But having said that, I think this movie has some of the most beautiful visuals, uh, some of the most striking moments out of any Marvel movies. Um, We'll get into that a little bit later. But I think some of the, the stuff that they do in this was just very like stunningly well done. And in that regard, I think people should see this in theaters for sure. Um, But I think overall, I really liked, I really liked Gemma Chan. I really liked a lot of the cast members. I just think it's so difficult to utilize them all to their full potential in a movie that's this short when you've got 10 leads um and i think that i mean kumail i could watch kumail Johnny do anything for two hours straight i think he's just the most delightfully charismatic person ever so i think he was able to bring some levity to it but i think some of the other comedy moments just didn't work for me um but overall i think it's a very it's fine it's a fine film
1: i and wanted it, to point out really quick tim that uh nick mentioning what we hate when move when these mcu and dc movies give you the who gives a shit enemies that are just fodder like i this was one of the first times i was like wow, I actually like these enemies, and I like the, the I like the choreography that's sort of being brought to how they're being taken on and how they are fighting the actual Eternals. I thought it was really cool and visually, again, like, we walked away from Shang-Chi, I walked away from Shang-Chi going, that's some of the coolest action I've ever seen in a Marvel movie, period. And I felt the same way here because it's just not what I'm used to seeing uh, with this sort of these different power sets i'm gonna save my thoughts on the the deviants themselves
0: for for spoiler stuff but uh uh, overall in terms of the movie like i am very surprised at this movie in in almost every way positive and negative uh it is not what i expected it was going to be and i think that it was engaging the entire way through i agree with kevin that like i thought it was very well paced i was never bored in this movie and i think that they kind of used their runtime uh to the best of their abilities to uh do something that surprised me, which was make me really kind of involved with these characters' dynamics, not having a favorite, not having a least favorite, just kind of enjoying that I believed that they all had relationships with each other. And I think even over the course of now 30 movies, we know how Tony and Steve relate to each other. We don't necessarily know how Thor does with this guy or this guy or this guy. We can kind of assume, but like we don't get too many of those moments because there's so many side characters. I like that this movie i really kind of have an understanding of how every single eternal would interact with the other eternals because they did a good job of showing us over the course of so much time and with the flashbacks i think that every combination speak to each other in this the movie.
1: archetypes
0: yeah and i'm like that it's kind of cool we we rarely get that and i think that they did a good job dealing with the characters themselves and kind of backing up the the themes of you know the, kind of like understanding what it means to be human or not human and love and loyalty and and things like that nick what's up and i'll say i mean that was that was some a lot of the stuff that i actually liked about
2: the movie so i think i think it's actually you know, as a, as a story and as a character like study, I, I thought it was a cool concept. Then as as we get into some of the spoiler free stuff for the for the plot, I actually liked a lot of those elements too. It's just it's very it's interesting to me because when we got the action sequences, I was like, eh, it's a, it's fine. These are these are kind of generic. But when it when it got to more of a heightened level of tension because of some of the character dynamics later in the movie, I was like, this is where I'm actually really interested in this because you have a cast of phenomenal actors, and so of course they're going to give you something on screen. Um, so in that regard, I think it was a success.
0: Yeah, and uh, so it's funny though, because leaving leaving this, it is definitely the most divisive, I think, a, a Marvel movie has ever been. And I don't necessarily mean that in the sense of like people think it's good or bad or this or that. It's like kind of every element. Like we went with a very large group of people, like almost 15 people. And everyone I talked to didn't have the same thoughts. Like everyone was like, oh, I didn't like this person's acting or I loved this person's acting. Like all of it was kind of all over the place. And I think that that's kind of a cool thing that we don't normally get. Like it's usually, it kind of can feel like committee appraisal of stuff, whereas with this, it's like, oh, cool. It kind of like hit people differently. And I I was surprised by that. Uh, But for me personally, I kind of left it and I had the same feeling I did leaving Age of Ultron where I was like, okay, cool, Like, I'm happy I got that, but I don't have the same feelings I did leaving Avengers 1. I don't have the same feelings leaving Guardians yeah. even. And I was trying to put it into context in my mind of why I feel differently now, where for Age of Ultron, I was kind of bummed. Whereas this, I'm not bummed, I'm happy that I'm feeling this way. And it's because when Age of Ultron happened, there had been almost a year uh, since we had an MCU movie. And the last one we got was Guardians 1. Such a surprise. And our next movie coming up after Age of Ultron was Ant-Man, which all of us were kind of like, all right, is this gonna work and all that right stuff's going bad. Like we're kind of in a bad place. Whereas now we just, we're coming off of Shang-Chi. This is just movie number three out of four this year on top of the TV shows, on top of knowing we're about to get Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Thor 4, Black Panther 2. So this kind of being in this place, it is anything but a disappointment to me. I think that it being as different and me kind of leaving being like, I feel like this is going to affect the MCU in 10 years, a lot more than it does right now. And I'm okay with that because they taught me to understand these movies this way in this episodic kind of serial storytelling way. And I think that they really used their runtime well to tell an interesting story. I agree with Andy that, like, there's a lot of missed potential here. Um, there's a lot of things that I'm like, you definitely didn't nail it. And you tried to be ambitious, and the ambition showed. But why?
1: Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. What does I, this mean? I don't really know. And when I say missed potential, I mean the same missed potential I feel when I watch – a lot of the the mark webb spider-man movies where i'm like god damn mm-hmm. i love andrew garfield as to, as a uh, peter parker i love uh emma watson emma no not emma watson no. emma, emma stone emma stone. stone i love emma stone yeah, as uh, gwen stacy i mean we also there, love emma watson just yeah absolutely yeah d- awesome. definitely there's just a lot of missed opportunities that they could have hit and they could if they executed better this would have been I think Eternals would have been a really damn fucking good movie that everybody's walking out and saying, go see this goddamn movie. And it just it missed a little bit too much for it to sort of hit those highs. Well,
2: it's interesting because I feel like this movie is the least Marvel feeling movie. I think that's kind of everyone kind of walked out. My first thought was, wow, this does not feel like a Marvel movie. This feels like a different studio made this movie. But I think that's probably the, the, the worst part of it and also the best part of it. And so I think that's to Tim's point. I think time will tell because I don't give, I give them credit and I give, I give the team kudos for stepping out of that Marvel mold and trying to make something a little bit different. And that's a risk. And I don't think it necessarily works right now, but I think it's kind of important because we're already sort of acclimated to different ways of telling these Marvel stories with with, what Tim brought up, like the TV shows and stuff like that. So I think it's cool to try something different, especially with these, with these properties that like, I know I personally don't have a stake in the Eternals. I had no idea what they were. And in fact, it took me the longest time to remember what the movie was called. I kept wanted to call it that one. That was like the TV show with the big dog. Um, but I, I don't remember. Inhumans. Inhumans. Inhumans yeah. yeah. I kept calling it Inhumans and everyone's like, nah, that got canceled. So, I mean, I think this is, I think it was, I think it's very interesting. I think it's going to be very, very interesting, like Tim said, to look back on this and be like, how, "Was this a turning point at
0: all?" Yeah, and you know, one thing that uh, to something you just said there about it being kind of an ensemble cast, like I, I did really dig the action. I thought that some of the the, the power sets were very well shown off. I think that the deviants themselves, not so much. Um, and I, I wish that I saw the Eternals kind of facing off against pretty much anything else besides just these CGI monsters. But uh, in terms of like use introducing us to these characters, their dynamics and then their powers, I think that this is kind of the best we've ever seen of uh, being introduced to this. And I'm not just talking an MCU, I'm talking about Justice League or the X-Men movies or all of this stuff. Like I like how we saw them working as a team and in multiple action scenes, like they're together kind of like d- using their own skill sets in tandem with others. And that is something that we very rarely get in any of these movies to to good effect and uh makari's speed is like from the trailers, I we talked about it and it was like, we're expecting a lot. They totally delivered for me. I love that they used it in every single way. There wasn't an ounce of slow-mo used. We just saw her so being good. fast. And saving people, we saw her being fast. Fighting people, we saw her being fast. Doing kind of both at the same time. I love that stuff. And there was a lot of characters that I didn't expect to like at all that I really, really liked. Like Druig comes to mind. Um Seeing him in the trailer, I was like, I know exactly what his story is going to be. And I was fucking wrong. I was extremely wrong. And I think that that's very very... very cool. I was genuinely, genuinely surprised as somebody that frame by frames these trailers and watches them hundreds of times on what this movie actually delivered on. So with that, let's move on into full spoiler territory starting now. Who wants to lead? Put your hat on, put your hat on. Uh, I'll kick it off. Go for it.
2: I think this movie got infinitely more interesting to me when they sort of during kind of like going into the, the third act when it started to be revealed that what was going on and, like, sort of the politics and the inner workings of the group, I thought that's where it started to get, for me, very interesting. Like I said before, them fighting the Deviants, the first time I was like, cool. But even midway through that opening scene where we start in, like, 5000 BC or whatever it is, I was like, I don't want to see a lot of this. And unfortunately, we got a lot of it in the movie. It's, like, a lot of sequences that were very loud. And as creative as you could possibly be with them fighting, like, big spindly dogs, it wasn't until we started getting sort of that inkling that they had to fight Superman pretty much. that I was like, this is what this movie should have done a lot earlier to me. It should have been them versus, um, uh, what's a, Icarus. Icarus. Thank you. I was gonna say Ismahawk like hawk. Like Which invincible. Cool type too, shit. To watch. Yeah. yeah. That's where I thought, Oh, this is really cool. Cause they can't beat him and they have to figure it out. And the inner workings of them having to figure out how to work together to stop the celestial. I was like, that's awesome. The visuals there are awesome. I wish we could have got to that a little bit earlier, but they spent so much time to try, having to, to kind of teach us who these characters were. And going back and forth between this relationship between uh, Demma Chan and uh, and Richard Madden, which I didn't like because I like Rob Stark. And I wanted them to get back to that. And I was like, I, I just, I know. Just that, backwards, right? Uh, Jon Snow. Jon Snow, excuse me, not Rob Stark. Yeah, I, I like her relationship with Kit Harington. I was like, this is great. I love where we're that starting here. And then we don't get back to him the rest of the time. I was like, that's unfortunate. Because he could have also been the character that kind of explains a lot of the stuff that we were seeing in the backstories, right? I was like, oh, he's going to be along for the ride. And we're not going to have to cut back and forth through all the time jumps. Which I think they wanted to do. But it really made the movie kind of feel slow for me. Get going back and forth to these eras where I'm like, like, I wanted in that regard it to be more of a traditional Marvel mover. Where I'm like, let's speed it up here, guys. We don't need to, like, we don't really need to go into this lavish backstory with all these characters and i know why they wanted to do that and kudos to them for trying but for me i was just kind of it started to feel like a little bit of a slog there toward the middle of it when we start when we went back to south dakota or north dakota i was like all right we're going through a lot of places and then we get to like brian tyree uh, um, henry's place and him and his husband and the kid i'm like this is what this movie needs more of it needs more of this fun dynamic of us Seeing what's at stake here for these Eternals, who, for the most part, you don't really worry so much about because they are called
3: Eternals, which means they live forever and they're yeah, pretty super but powered. They do. The movie starts and one of them dies, right? So it I think that I mean, the she, stake.
0: Yeah, like twenty thirty minutes into it, that's fair.
2: But sure, that's shocked that was first me out of two and a half hours. Genuinely
0: surprised by that, like yeah. her dying. I was like, didn't see that coming. Didn't yep. see other deaths coming, Bro, and, can't and can't I appreciate and it.
3: well i I thought angelina jolie was gonna yeah
0: i thought they were gonna kill her
2: off i thought so too
3: i actually really liked she was amazing i I really liked how they all had their individual problems that they were sorting out like angelina jolie in uh what gilgamesh like she had like some form of alzheimer's right and he was her caretaker and it was like mad mad what mad weary mad weary i think is what they called it yeah mad weary dog yeah um but like it was an interesting take on like the mind having so much information to retain. Well, and it it played into the fact that
2: it played into the fact that that they they had had their memory rewritten, rewritten. So it was like the hard drive started to fail after a while,
3: which is pretty cool. I love, we we also have two of them having a relationship and, you know, keeping a secret from it and that causing the relationship to to decay Mm -hmm. and fall apart. And then we have, uh, what Sprite Sprite, I think was the most interesting, like the moments that we had with her, uh, I think we're really, really interesting because it's just what a fucked up situation to be a child, to stuck in a, in a child's body the entire was, time.
2: But it was weird though because that was one of the things that was kind of off for me because they kind of treated Sprite like a child to a degree, and I was like, you wouldn't that was, do that after
3: five thousand
2: years. Th- <laughs> you I would think be that, like, this that, person's that, just a small adult at this point.
3: I, I mean, I, I think that they very much in their mind that's the case, but like as they would like pick on her that way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it was just—it's one of those things. I mean, first off, shout out to Kirsten Dunst who laid down the archetype for this character, of course, Tim in Interview with a Vampire, where oh, she, she was so a, forever a child vampire, which is always a fascinating thing. Which you're like, you can live forever, but you're going to be looked at and treated like as a child forever. Um, yeah, that stuff was all—all all that stuff was was fairly interesting, but I just felt like it was a lot. It was just a lot to accomplish in a two-hour time period, and I—and I honestly think Tune that out. Chloe Zhao did the best job possible for for something that dense. I think it was expertly done. It just, for me, started to drag a little bit. And I'm just more used to Marvel movies being a little bit more quippy and a little bit more action-oriented. I, I wanted more Brian uh, Tyree, uh, or Henry Ty- God, Brian Tyree right.
1: Henry. Thank you, Fastos. I'm getting name wrong every time.
2: Fastos. I want Fastos, I want more Kumail, I want more of
0: that stuff. And to be fair,
1: I like You
2: want
0: more MCU,
1: is what I want more MCU. I liked,
0: but the, but the, see, the theater, theater was quiet. There? until Kumail. And then all of a sudden it was an MCU movie. Right. (laughs)
2: Um, And I think, and you know, I I think this is no disrespect to Richard Madden. I I just didn't find his character particularly interesting. And I think the reason why I think that was done by design, I think we were going to kind of foreshadow the heel turn a little bit. And so I think he was cold, but I just was like, I don't think he and Gemma Chan had good chemistry. Especially since that very first scene where she walks in into the classroom with uh with Kit Harrington, man, I was like, I'm feeling sparks right now. I, I turned to Joe and Joe. Why like, are these yes. the hottest teachers of all time? I was <laughs> like, Oh my god, yeah. I was like, These kids are just witnessing something phenomenal
1: happen here. Nick, and by um, the way, did you notice like from the nose up, a lot of similarities between? Well, that was that was, that was that. a weird
2: thing too, Andy, because I kept yeah. thinking like I was like, Is, is that? Is Andy yeah. behind me, or is he in front
1: of me on screen? I saw it, because you had your popcorn, like, real, like covering half of the screen. Well, no, like, what happened was, uh...
2: I ditched out, you know the seats? I ditched out of the seat, and a little barrier just cut off oh, the right. screen me, and, and like, I was like, ah, Andy, Andy's, Andy's got... One it. of these days, he's gonna come clean. It was Kid Harrington, Nick. No, Going I, is- I... Go for it, Andy.
1: I was gonna say, talking about the characters, I... I think Druid, you mentioned earlier, Tim, was a really cool character, and I loved seeing that arc, and I loved seeing the way everything played out. I, I never felt like it was a slog. I... I love that sort of quiet, introspective sort of filmmaking where it's we're getting lines of dialogue that don't always have to be quips. And you, and I'm the quip guy. Thor Ragnarok like my favorite MCU movie, and I've really dug all of these moments with these characters where we are getting to know them and hearing their back and forth. Um, the flashbacks, I had no problem with. I'm like, this is cool as shit, and I'm glad that we're going back to different periods and seeing how they're dealing with it and seeing how they're dealing with the evolution of mankind and... And how suddenly they are no longer just people holding out a job. They are human with morality and feelings of what we should, should we intervene or should we let everybody here at Tenochtitlan get fucking destroyed? You know, like this is genocide. And it's like, I love all those sequences with the, with the Eternals. So um, Druig definitely was one of my favorites. And I, I liked a lot of our sort of quieter moments with our characters and, of course, yeah, Kumail just absolutely knocked it out of the park. Except See, what I Rossi. really like... What I, what I really like about
0: uh, all the characters in Kumail in, in specifics, where I, I think a lot of people are going to disagree with me here, but I think that the movie did a really good job of having each character kind of have an arc. And there is this overall theme of what it means to be human and, and where the Eternals kind of fit into that. And we see it like a little bit on the head, like nail on the head direct uh, in a lot of ways. But I like how they all kind of dealt with love, loyalty and morality differently. And we see that with. Uh, Kumail's loyalty to Icarus, right? And him kind of being gone from the final fight, I I kind of like. Like, I I feel like people are saying it's a plot hole, but I kind of see it more as, like, they're a united front, but they are all, like, kind of, like, coming in from a different place. And, like, Kumail has a human side to him now. He's been living as a human uh prolifically for generations right and like i like that that is completely different than some of the other ones that kind of like hit out on a ranch or some other ones that like sprite that wanted to be more forward but weren't allowed to like i like that we got a lot of different kind of takes on it all and the dynamics between them were complicated it's not just like oh there's the there's the ten eternals and five of them Lean good and five of them lean bad. All of them are complicated in in a bunch of ways that I thought was cool. Hey. And the biggest letdown for me, real quick, like just because I want to make this point about the the deviants, is there was a turning point where it's like, oh, the deviants are sucking their powers, suck, like uh, killing them. Uh, but then also they're gaining consciousness. And there was a moment in the movie where they gain consciousness, and it's like, holy shit. They're not the bad guys. Are you the bad guys? It's, is it morally gray everywhere? That's exactly what it is. Holy shit, this is really cool and interesting. And Marvel's at its best when we get these kind of bad guys that are sympathetic, and they just drop the ball and throw that I all out the window. Out and they literally had these moments of, oh, the deviants are sentient. They're not just these animals. And the whole predator, prey, all this stuff, like you built up to this perfectly, but then they literally just end the movie with slaughtering these things. And it's like, ugh.
2: We especially when that's they had the potential that I thought was lost. Just set yeah. up that one of the characters is gone and they need six characters to do the suit. What do they call The mind meld or the fucking the brainstorm. Mind. The brainstorm is what? Brainstorm. It, what <laughs> call it, call it, and I love it. And I was thinking, oh my God, what a great way where they have to recruit this thing that was their enemy who was misunderstood and make peace with it and get him to be a part of that brain to, to kill this Titan. Because ultimately they're after the same thing. They just want to survive. They don't want to be destroyed. They don't want to be used anymore by these Celestials. And then just have this kind of throwaway scene with him and uh, Angelina Jolie's character who who I thought was going to have a much bigger role in the, in the climax. And they just have the side fight over there, but I'll disagree with you in one regard is that I just, I was, I understand why they did it. I was disappointed that the, in my opinion, the most fun character in the whole thing, Kumail was just absent for the climax of the movie. That felt weird. It felt weird to have him not come back in and save the day. Not that you have to do that, but I just, I missed Kumail. I was like, this would be funny. This needed a little bit of quips. To like break the tension so it could get heightened again, and they just didn't
3: have that. Uh, one of the most like interesting f- dynamics that we see that is very, it's very minor, but it's between Kumail and Sprite, like where they they're friends. Like um, the the first time they they get back together, she kind of gets mad at him. She's like, "Man, it sucks that you like ditched me." A hundred some odd years ago, and it's so interesting that his response is essentially like, "Yeah, I got really tired of moving every five years. Cause people notice that like kids don't grow, right? You don't age, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, so you imagine he can stay longer right. <laughs> with around. It's wh- and it's it, what I was going to say is it's interesting the the way that their their path diverged, where he suddenly becomes famous and lives this life with you know that is. Uh, the family dynasty, right? The Hollywood like, oh, sort great, of lifestyle. Yeah. My great yeah, Bollywood uh success. Bollywood. And she continues to live this like moving every five year thing. And it's just like uh, the dynamics of that are interesting and really but cool. I like it a lot. One of the
2: but one of the things that I that, that kinda of popped for me for a second and it it wasn't it wasn't a necessarily a bad thing, but I did wonder. I'm like, we aren't in the DC universe. Well, depending on what references they're gonna make, which we'll get into in a plot which is weird. We're in the Marvel Universe where secret identities are half and half here, right? For the most part, everyone knows who the Avengers are. And, like, Thor is just Thor. Thor doesn't have a secret identity. So why don't the Eternals just be like, we're the Eternals. We're here, think- right? Why wouldn't you just live your life? After 5,000 years, you'd think someone would be like, we can just be who we are. We Thor, the god of thunder, is here. And, everyone- and he's a celebrity. We can just be that person. Well, right?
3: I think that they were still doing their job. Until this yeah. movie yeah. happens, they don't... They, they think they're here serving a purpose, right?
2: I thought they had killed the last of the deviants and they were just yeah, waiting but they, to go home.
3: they were waiting to be, like, relieved. So, and yeah, so I why think not that, just be like, well, I mean, let's put it this well, way. Well, that was also guess, 500 years ago. I guess the before. difference is
2: 500 years ago, they didn't give a shit that people knew they were gods. They were revered as gods. So at what point did they feel, hey, we have to start hiding from the public? Why? Why would that happen? When they just literally ascended from the sky on this giant monolithic obelisk thing and they were like view us as gods and they don't they don't care about hiding their power from anyone I, why would that be different from them in five thousand years ago at, as opposed to now
3: i i do think that days. like it was just babylonian times that they were like floating around and shit like with the minds, they were coming in and saving the day and then right. leaving
2: but my point is like that was when i mean that's, that's before that's... any of the marvel stuff happened now we've got iron man spider-man uh, vision all these people why would they feel in any way shape or form that they need to hide from the general well, they,
3: public because then people would want them to help and they're not supposed to change any of our history no i buy that okay i buy yeah. that yeah tim yeah. you're yeah. gonna say
0: yeah. I, I was about to say that mixed with uh just i think this movie really goes out of its way to let it be known that like they are assisting with technology because they're essentially breeding humans to feed the celestials yeah. so it's like i think that they, they, they hit that. a they didn't know that, I know, yeah. but like, I think that like when it comes to technology, when they, they show the scenes of them making the plow instead of the steam engine that early, it's like they were realizing that, like, oh shit, I think they had a come-to-Jesus moment where they're like, we're already too involved. Like, we need to back off, and I think that's why they went back kind of okay. into hiding as opposed to flipping the other way and being like, we can expose ourselves. Sorry. Phrases I understand static. what you
2: meant <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I, I guess I buy that. But I, I do think
3: I do think at the end their plan was to just be like we're the Eternals and this is who we are. But then well, yeah, now taken. that they're
2: broken from the the you know the metaphorical yoke from the Celestials, they can do whatever right. they want. But
3: right, but then the yeah. what, what was his name? Azra comes and scoops uh, the scoops them Aris- up and then
2: something. And the other three, are Arishem. Still... Arishem. Arishem,
3: Arishem. You're right. Yeah. It's a cool name. It's a cool name. One cool thing that
0: I was a little let down with is I, I really like Gemma Chan. I really liked Cersei, like Cersei as a character and I thought her chemistry with Kit was great, but I do think that her kind of being the leader character and like, for, uh, like if there was a lead in this movie it would be her. Uh, there's not. It definitely is the entire group, but like she is she's the one. The lead, is ca- yeah. the, she's the leader. We, spend, a lot, the we most, spend the most amount of time with yeah, her.
3: Yeah, I, I think she, she's the lead. of the. But, and go and
0: go I, I just feel like her being kind of the the heart of the movie in the sense of like i think the theme of love and her loving humans and stuff is like kind of like a big central plot to this mm-hmm. and besides her legitimately being in love with Jon snow i didn't really get the vibe of she loves humanity they, And i they think that they kept, say it, they a lot. Say it <laughs> more than they actually showed yeah. her cersei's yeah. character loving humans and seeing hum- the beautiful things yeah. humans can do that was they a, showed her
1: yeah, they showed her dance like once with, yeah, it, with and,
0: people and in the group. That's the thing is like i are trying to get across. It's, it's it's the missed opportunity of like, oh, you were so close for this being something truly special, but like you you told us instead of showing us. And yeah. like I think they showed us a lot of really cool stuff. So it's like it's weird where it's I like will, I, none of us are saying anything bad. About no, 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 no.
2: <laughs> I'm curious I, to see where this ranks too when we when when, when we all eventually rank it. Yeah, but one of, I, things, sorry, Kev, one of the things like one of the things I was gonna say, I do love her power in this. Um, I do love that everyone else has these destructive powers. And I don't know if you guys noticed this, but she does not have the power to destroy stuff. She, everything she does, she just kind of, like, turns to, like, rose petals. I mean, I guess she can destroy stuff depending on how you do it, but but she doesn't have lasers and, like, what Trans- you think logical. is traditional weapons. She just has... She chooses to make everything, like, into something more beautiful or, like, different different life. And like, like... Yeah, I just thought that was super cool. The, like, what are, a great character to have.
3: There are some that, like, what? Like, Sprite does, makes illusions, right? And... Uh, so cool. Mm-hmm. And Druig can, like mind control people yeah those, so it, like, those are things
2: was, that that felt kind of almost ominous and to a degree like like illusions are like subterfuge and then him controlling people's minds has very negative connotations yeah, yeah. i i can see how both can
3: be taken very offensively yeah. but i do think that those three powers all can be used for like creating stuff or defending Sure.
2: Yeah. But I just, I love that visual. And obviously, they kind of spoiled it in the trailers, which is unfortunate. But the bus slipping over and she turns it into so rose cool. petals. I yeah. was like, that's such was a very cool... worried about the
3: man, though. Me, me, too, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. me
2: too. I looked at GM like, there was a man on that <laughs> bus. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I liked that. I, and I love how that builds into the end, right? I like that she had to be the one to do it. I, I thought her character like yeah. was was interesting, for sure. I, it was I, definitely I interesting. Ent- yeah. But I'm I with enjoyed, you
3: th- I enjoyed the dynamics that she had with Kid, uh, not Kid Harrington. Kit Harrington.
1: Robert, Richard Robert yeah, 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 Richard Madden, Richard I'm Madden,
3: Stark. Icarus. going to call him Icarus. I I like the relationship. I like that like they clearly still wanted to like have something, and that it was that there was something that was stopping it. And then we find out it's that he knows, and he knows how much she cares, and he thinks that it would throw everything off. I do think that like the weakest point of this movie is like the conclusion of like at the very end, where he's just kind of like, "I love you," and that's I can't kill you. And then this, he is like, I'm going to fly into the fucking sun. And it's oh like, really?
1: I'm way too on. Like,
3: Joey yeah, laughed. So. When that yeah. happened,
2: Joey legitimately laughed. He was like, <laughs> and I was like, hey, hey, hey I hey, thought it was
1: good symbolism. And he like, no, it Here's and the stuff. thing. Here's, here's the thing about that. Like, That's just it, straight up doing It has to happen. It has to happen. But you gotta know that when they're doing that they're like, this isn't great <laughs> like yeah, but this, I, I really this isn't the best solution and it's kind of cheesy and we should be above doing something like this, but it kind of has to be the thing that happens
3: there. I just really wish that instead they had like he had paused for a moment thinking about it and that at that moment she had realized that she ne- to save all the people that all of earth that she cares about so much she has to Turn him into something else, and like that, he accepts that, like, that'll happen, you know, the, the, like to kill him essentially.
1: The movie really kind of lost me in the part that Tim mentions that he likes a lot, which when the deviants gain consciousness. Um, mm. I didn't say I like a lot, I, 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 it's not that it I was don't like
2: opportunity that was... yeah, it's yeah, definitely, like, a, it's definitely nice
1: a missed like... opportunity for sure. Yeah. And I, um, I just think that. Conceptually, it throws this at the audience, and it doesn't really do anything with it except no, for yeah, it
3: totally having
1: out. a sequence at the end, and and he the motherfucker pops up at the end in the final fight, and you're like, what do you? And even they had the same reaction, like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, and as the viewer, I'm like, what are well, you what's doing? Your what's, deal? <laughs> what's the goal here, right? Yeah, like, are who you are trying you trying to kill to uh, accomplish here? Yeah, yeah, and I I love the idea of it, Tim. I love the idea that these animals are like. Look, dude, we're fucking both pawns to both of the, to this shit. Like mm-hmm. you're just like us, and and it's such a cool idea, and uh, just such a a squandered opportunity because I yeah. thought they could have done so much more with it. And we have that the sequence with Angelina Jolie in the cave, or it's like about to steal her power and she kills it, and that's supposed to be really dope, but it I don't know, just kind of wasn't. It, yeah. I I don't know what was happening there. Well, it, I'll
2: tell you why because that fight uh, when you juxtapose that with. A titan's hand coming out of the fucking Earth's core. I'm like, I care more about that than I do the second plane of action that's happening. But I'm not titan. Excuse me, it's celestial's hand.
3: Yeah, but I mean, I feel like those words could be used interchangeable. But uh, I, I do feel like what a what wasted potential was setting that all up because I like, I did not Great. care about the uh, the deviants. But when they introduce this as a factor of like, oh, it's getting smarter. Oh, it's like talking about its collective past and how they've all been murdered. It's like you know, I kind of want to hear what he's saying. Yeah. And then for him to just get sliced into five or six pieces.
2: And it didn't feel like, validating,
3: right? Yeah, no, not at all. And it just, it's too bad that they like solely were like, this is a red herring instead of doing something more yeah. with that.
2: I yeah. wish it, I wish it could have built into the end a little bit better. But I will say that the stuff where it started like, getting really interesting for me is when they started telling you what was going on. I love the visuals of the Celestial. I talked to Tim earlier today, and I was like, the most striking thing I've ever seen in any MCU movie is the part where Selma Hayek, a little ball comes out of her chest, and she goes to she goes to communicate with uh, the the Celestial for the first time, and she is the size of an ant, and all you can barely see is like a little bit of the Celestial's so eyes. That image, I was like. That is why they made this movie, and that is super cool. And that, for any other reason, is why everyone should see it on the biggest screen possible because it was so cool. I love that they're impregnating planets with future celestials, and then I like the concept of the conflict of being like, well, these celestial, even though I don't think that cool was ass a cool sci-fi story, man. It, it was, was th- a cool story, but but the Tim's earlier point about how like them loving Earth didn't quite come through. I never quite like cared about that conflict between um uh, Rob Stark and the rest of them where he was like, wait, if we if we let this thing be born, it'll cause the life of other billions versus but yeah, but you're killing billions to make billions. That to me, I was like, I'm not this is not quite hitting the way it should same Even here, it's a Nick. really cool concept, but I'm just like, I don't know. It's if for some reason I'm like, I just don't care about
1: I either of s- these things. Like I you felt know? the same way because it's like you're you're pitting people that exist against potential things that don't exist yet. Right. And I just don't like it's I guess when like kind of seemed you like put, it was
2: like 90/10, right? Like I yeah. kind of see <laughs> Rob Stark's 10%, but the other 90% I'm like there's up like 6 billion people
1: on this Wait, planet that we're going to. I mean, you got to put yourself in their minds in their mindset that that is their job. Their job is to have galaxies or, and worlds sure. pro, 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 proliferate. And then eventually give birth to these newer Eternals or newer um, Celestials, but like the fact that they'd be like, you know, if we if we stop this, we're gonna stop other planets full of people that can grow. And it's like, oh, like I don't, you're not showing me the conflict there right. enough. You're not making but, me feel like, wow, this is a really tough choice, right? Well, it's, a, think, it's also kind of yeah. Go ahead, Gav. Oh,
3: you gonna say the biggest issue there is like I don't understand how like the Celestials create. Suns, but are all of the suns impregnated or some of the suns impregnated or the earth? Well, I guess the suns aren't impregnated. They they create suns to create life
2: on the other planets
3: so that they can impregnate the planets to
2: make more celestials. That's how they reproduce. But the idea I think that I got and tell me if I'm wrong, Tim, is that the celestials make they're the only things that can make stars. And the stars are what other planets create, like that. What allows other planets to spur life. And then they choose some of those planets and they impregnate the planet Snake more or Lestos. That, that's the what I that read build. from
0: it. That's what I read from it. And like the, the thing is with this is it's complicated because like a lot of people doing breakdowns versus the comics versus this. And like in trish, traditional MCU fashion, like things are different. It is, is kind really of a greatest hits mixed with like modern storytelling that is most of the time the right call. So yeah, I think you're right, Nick. That That, that is what they right. were trying to get across in, in this one. I want to get to the plot. Uh, but before we get to the plot real oh, quick, the last watch. things, spoiler conversation that I want to talk about. <laughs> um is obviously the post-credit scenes uh that is what a lot of people are, are I am sure that people are gonna be shocked that we just talked for 40 minutes without even bringing up the post-credit scenes because every other conversation like this is gonna talk about them before they talk about the fucking movie and I think that that's a testament to these four guys right here we have <laughs> shit to say my friend uh but here You're we are Post-credit Harry style uh, For <laughs> so,
3: the post-credit scene like hey we made a uh, fuck what's his name Thanos we made him a Celestial. Look at that. There you go. I mean, you're did like, they? Yeah. Like, no, they didn't. Yeah. The, the, the oh, Star Fox. Not at all. Star Fox. You're saying like, an Eternal. Yeah, an Eternal. You're right. I meant an Eternal. Or Eternal. An oh, Eternal. There you
1: he's, go. He's, Star Fox is his brother, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which Pharaoh's is cool. Which is, is one, of, one of,
3: one of the turtle. things that I was like, I hope they do that. Yeah. Not Celestial. Not Deviant. You're right. You're right. I misspoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just to be clear, <laughs> it, it, but in the comics, Deviant is a very different thing, where there they are Eternals that are born with like a genetic mutation, a Deviant
0: right? gene. Yes, yeah. Uh, the the deviant in gene. the comics, had, and this, they they
3: went out of their way to not say that about yep. that
0: which is interesting. And I think Oof. that in, in the MCU, he is not a Deviant. So that's, like, so far, at
1: least. How about um, that Patton Oswald CGI? Oh, my God. Dude, that oh, was that's rough. a lot. That was a lot. That was rough. Awful. I was like,
2: and I hear that a hero <laughs> I was like, wow, Spider-Man's it, climbing up that
1: wall real hard in Spider-Man It was one. so bad. That Not was, good. like, a comically bad CGI character that introduced Harry Styles in that sequence. And I felt, like, all of it dude. was awful in that sequence only because of the way it was introduced. It felt like a joke. It was really bad. I don't know really who Harry Styles is other
2: than I know he was a boy band with really good hair. So when he showed up, I was like, I don't don't get it. It was like a big reveal moment. And I was like, I don't get it. And I was like, oh, he's gonna be like Adam Warlock or another character that I'm supposed to know. He's like, I'm Star Fox. And I was like, do I ask him if this is the video game Star Fox? So what's going on? I was so confused. And then, and then Joey was like, that's Harry Styles. And I was like, oh, that's why everyone – that's why this, this is supposed to be a hype moment. I did not a, understand the hype at all.
1: That's the thing that somebody from Variety spoiled in the premiere week, Nick. Yeah. And right. everybody was pissed off like, why would you do this on such a public uh, platform? Yeah. Um. Interesting moment. What was the mid credit scene? Also, oh that was that. uh Kit
2: Harrington with the
0: Arthur. Yeah. Sticking on the, the other one for real quick. I'm just really happy that we're at a point again with the MCU where I watch post credit scenes and I'm like, holy shit, I don't know exactly what this is leading into. Yeah. And like it's been a long time since that's been the case. Like there were early days where like things would happen and be like, huh. I wonder where we're going to see that again. Oh, that store! It, for a while, it hit a point where it's like, okay, cool. This is clearly just for this movie. This is clearly just for this. I liked it the last couple of movies. It's like, what are they doing with this? And uh, one of my friends that, I, we, that watched the movie with us, Danny, he was like, so are these things related? Are the bracelets in this movie related to the Ten Rings at all? And I was like, "Fuck, that's actually a really good yeah. point that Like I didn't think about because in the post credits of the uh, of Shang-Chi, they were like looking at it like, "Yeah, it's calling out to someone. Are they calling out to these Eternals?" Like, "Are these things connected?" I, I just, just love that there's theories. <laughs> you know, it's like there's there's questions and like it's not like you can just read a comic and and answer things. Like they're building kind of this new lore based on what they have. Uh, it is interesting seeing Pip the Troll where like I'm very unfamiliar with him as a character, but I was talking to Nick about this last mm-hmm. night like he is the first thing you see when you read the infinity gauntlet comic that infinity war is based mm-hmm. off. Like he is kind of like the beginning moments of it. Cause he's kind of Adam Warlock's like boy yeah. uh, in, in a lot of ways, but he's also connected to star Fox. So it's interesting. We know that Adam Warlock's about to be in guardians three. He just got cast. So like things are kind of starting to brew in a way that is really interesting there. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I don't know. Cause where the fuck are we going to see Harry styles again? Like, and the remaining Eternals on this ship. Like, I think it's really interesting where they left this, where the scene itself, not necessarily the most hype, exciting thing for people like us because we don't care about Harry Styles in the way that I am sure millions of people out there are going to lose their shit
1: seeing that scene. Yeah. Uh, but I Nick, thought it was kind of cool. Nick, he was in Dunkirk. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He was good in Dunkirk, actually. Not Uh, 1917.
3: Damn it. That kid can do it all.
2: Snowbike Mike joined this about a half hour ago, and I'm curious to see what he wanted to say. Mike, if you're here,
3: what's going on? Harry fucking
2: Styles. Y'all, it's massive.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Massive. I love it. It's massive. The the post-credit sequence, however, Mm -hmm. is the one that last night, I think we all have the same question. Whose voice was that? And clearly, let and, and you. also, let me tell you, because I have a fun fact here, Andy. Well, I wanted to say before that, the whole time it's going on, the whole time the movie's going, we get to the end, I go, I thought Jon Snow was the Black Knight guy. I thought that was announced that mm-hmm. he was going to be the Black Knight mm-hmm. in this movie. And he didn't do a whole lot of anything. And then the ending sequences kind of go, ah, uh, okay, I see what they're doing. Dude, he wore the shit out of that scarf, though, when he was looking well, for Jim yeah, Chan. He, he was like,
0: where'd she go?
2: Where'd she go? I got yeah, a scarf a
1: beautiful on. Beautiful
0: couple. Yeah. So they they built him up, obviously, and they built up his uncle as a character, who in the comics uh, is Nathan Garrett, who's one of the ancestors of the Night of the Round Table. The Ebony Blade has this terrible curse. Death is my reward. We saw some stuff there. Now, some of you might know this, but I don't think Nick does, so I'm very excited to, to say it. Last night, we watched this. There was mm-hmm. a voice that kind of calls out. The, the Blade is calling to Jon Snow. And he's like, kind of listen to it. But then a voice off screen calls out to him. And we're like, who the fuck is that? And we had a big group outside talking like, who the fuck is it? Who could it be? Whatever. Eric Goldman, formerly of IGN, now of fandom. Eric Goldman, we had him on kind of funny podcast recently. The man with the master plan. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, He spoke to director Chloe Zhao about Eternals and confirmed who the voice was. She says, that voice was the voice of one of my favorite superheroes. Mr. Blade himself, shut up. Blade, Blade, Blade. Yeah, was it Mahershala Ali? It was yep. Mahershala shut Ali. That's that's wow. go, man. That's I don't wild. know.
2: That's, that's I don't know, and I don't care why that fits in. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just <laughs> pissed off they didn't have a scene together now because I
0: fucking so jealous for the Daywalker, Nick. The so Daywalker. Day the theory, <laughs> though, All of
2: our powers, none of our weaknesses, Andy the theory with
0: this is we know a blade movie's coming that was announced in in 2019 at comic-con but we also know that next year we're getting a moon knight show and all the rumors (laughs) are saying that marshall ali's blade is going to be in that i would not be surprised if we see kid harrington as the black knight in moon knight as well and they start building out uh potential midnight suns thing. God, it's fucking cool. See, fucking cool. Oscar I can't I'm into it. I thought, and
2: you know, shout out to Kit Harrington for just chewing up, loving this role, having a great time with it. I will say, like I mentioned at the beginning, and we'll we'll get into the plot real quick, but the back and forth between them when he's like, are you, like, he?" because he knows something's up with her. He's like, are you a wizard, you know, like Dr. So screen? So funny. I just love that he can say that, and you're like, yeah, I buy that. I buy that line of something someone would say. I, and, and then, I, of course, still wanting to move in with her at the end was great.
3: Well, and then the Deviant attacks, and what we we hear him yell, like, I thought you killed all of those to Sprite. Yeah. And Sprite's like, Wait, you believed that? And he was like, <laughs> I do now. Yeah.
0: yeah. Great.
3: And before we get
0: to that plot, let me tell you about our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by me undies. Are you ready for mashed potato season? Aka turkey with gravy and cranberry sauce season, aka every kind of pie and more season. Well, Miedis is here with the softest and stretchiest undies in the game so you can be ready for seconds and... Third, baby. I love me undies. I have for a very long time, even right now. Of course, I'm wearing my lounge pants, the undies themselves, and the socks. I love having that soft, micro-modal fabric all over my body. They have undies and loungewear made out of soft, breathable, stretchy fabrics that are perfect for everything from pre-dinner activities to post-dinner naps. Uh, MeUndies also has a great deal for you guys. Uh, for any first-time purchasers, you can get 15% off and free shipping. MeUndies also has a promise. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, you can return your order for a full refund within 45 days. To get 15% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com morning. That's MeUndies.com morning morning. And next up, shout out to Trade. Are you the kind of person who falls asleep already thinking about the next morning's coffee? Well, Trade's goal is to make every cup of coffee your best ever. The journey to your perfect cup starts with taking their coffee quiz. You use a French press, automatic drip, You're a cold brew person? No problem. Trade will match you to coffees you'll love from 400 plus craft coffees and we'll send you a freshly roasted bag as often as you'd like. Trade guarantees you'll love your first match. On the off chance that you don't though, they'll replace it with a different bag for free. Me and Cool Gray had a lot of fun going through the quiz, trying to find him his perfect coffee and he has been having a great time with Trade. Uh, For you guys out there right now, Trade is offering your first bag free and $5 off your bundle at checkout. To get yours, just go to... To drinktrade.com slash kinda funny and use promo code kinda funny. Take the quiz to start your journey to the perfect cup. That's drinktrade.com slash kinda funny. Promo code kinda funny for your first bag free and five dollars off of your bundle. That's D-R-I-N-K-T-R-A-D-E dot com slash. Kind of funny. And next up, shout out to Uncommon Goods. If you're on a mission to be the best gift giver ever this season, it's never too early to start looking, no matter who you're shopping for. Uncommon Goods is the place to find remarkable and truly original gifts for anyone. Me and Gia actually recently just did a puzzle that we got from them. That was a lot of fun just for some like bonding date night time. And there's actually a bunch of really cool date night options there. Uh, there was one thing that I was looking at that is a date night painting where you get this, uh, you get the package and you actually get a 90 minute a session with an instructor you guys get to paint together it's a whole thing it sounds like a blast uncommon goods looks for products that are high quality unique and often handmade they have the most meaningful out of the ordinary gifts anywhere and with every purchase you make uncommon goods gives $1 back to a non partner of your choice that's awesome to get 15% off your next gift go to uncommongoods.com/kindoffunny that's uncommongoods.com/kindoffunny for 15% off don't miss out on this limited time offer uncommongoodscom goods.com slash kind of funny cool
1: it's time for the plot tim says it's time for the plot do, 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 do. what a cool pink floyd like i was not expecting to hear pink floyd there everybody I, that was like <laughs> cool as shit i was expecting some sort of remixed version bullshit version no we got the straight up pink floyd song that was cool so go ahead nick sorry
2: I just want everyone to know Mike texted me about two minutes ago and said in all caps, Harry fucking styles, massive <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, eternals, not the eternals, just eternals. It's five. I'm going off the Wikipedia, by the way, because I didn't have a chance to watch this again and type it all up. As you all know, it just came out yesterday. So it's going to be a slightly abbreviated plot, but it's it starts with
0: the title crawl. Man, I got to let all y'all know. I hated the it. The moment this started, I was like, not a good time." oh, no, the reviews were right. Yeah. <laughs> not a good time. <laughs> it yeah. was not good. It was not good. Um, I think, unfortunately, it I liked was it. <laughs>
1: needed, though. I was like it. I just, just give I, us a little voiceover. Give no, but us,
3: like, it, something, man. An, not an just animatic? this airy sound in the listen, back with, like, listen. boring uh, font. See, Come I, I dug it, and I feel like it set the tone. I immediately thought, man, fuck, Dune really needed this. Oh, Dune definitely needed it. Yeah. But Dune
2: was like this. Fuck y'all. Either you get this or you don't. We got. Yeah. we got part two greenlit no matter what. Denis Villeneuve learned from Blade Runner forty nine. He was like, get him to commit to the sequel before the movie comes out. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you
1: the. I'll tell you the biggest problem with it. Tim, not only the font, but they went with the justified paragraph Love shaping thing just mm-hmm. like they do in star wars i like hated kevin because there's the way too much space in fuck. between that comma yeah. and that word like what are we doing here we gotta fix this let's make just even them all up even up all the spaces to where you can't notice i don't want like seven sp- uh, terrible kerning uh
2: i will say though i did i dug the soundtrack over the marvel studios
0: logo did we talk fuck about yeah that? this was my least favorite marvel studios intro in I a long
2: kinda, time i was i think it was their way of saying hey we're doing something different here. We're
1: kind of chill what? right now, guys. It's chill, oh, you didn't, man. Oh, dude, chill. I loved Pink Floyd. I thought it was fucking dope. You no, know, I love shit. Pink Floyd. I, I love it. No. I just feel
0: like the the way that it didn't hit. It never hit. It kind of. It was just this vibe. It's like, and that's what the movie is. But like, that's
2: yeah, the whole movie, Tim. The whole movie just yeah. is that
1: vibe. Really? Because uh, I kind of sat back. and I was like, all right, this is sick as shit. <laughs> like, I really dug it. I don't know how I was, I'm very happy <laughs> that it, it
0: hit you and other people that way. I'm sure, but for I was, me, I was, I was a little like.
2: Anyway, it's ten thousand BC. Ten superpowered eternals uh, from the planet Olympia are sent by the Celestial Arisim to Earth. Uh, this is where we get the first scene where they're kind of ascending in that cool ass ship, um, and they put Ocho? their arm. Doka,
0: Doka, Doka, Do- Domo, Domo,
2: Domo,
1: Domo. Arigato. Mm-hmm. Uh, of
2: course, they are sent there, uh, and they they put their cool outfits on, which I'm like, are these things? armored or are they soft material because i can't tell they're stunning
0: though i think the shoulder
2: blades were like armored and like plastic and then the material itself was good but it was so well done that i was just i'm like this is how they should make these costumes from now on and everyone looks great in them
0: i i loved it i absolutely love the costume design and the the vibrancy of the colors especially when the palette of this movie is pretty muted for the most part like because it's Mm -hmm. so kind of real cinematography like real world lighting and all that stuff these costumes look so nice and so professional and high quality like i loved it it's kind of the opposite of watching like the cowboy bebop trailers and stuff like yeah this ain't cosplay like this no, is this fucking, is otherworldly this is, other this is and the I, I love their use of colors need. i i love the use of the the colors per character i love the power ranger vibes and all that stuff again like oh Andy was God, talking about earlier but my favorite thing is when uh kingo camille's uh, character was wearing mind. the wrong color, and I was like, "This is fucking wrong!" Like, what? What the fuck is this? He's like, "Oh no, 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 no! This is like a movie about his life." Icarus, and yeah. I'm like, "This Dude, is so that... dope!" And there's uh, a suit up hilarious. scene in this movie where I was like, "I didn't expect it. I did not expect a
1: suit up scene where they put the
0: bracelets on. They all get their suits, and the fucking it's...
1: score hits with it." I'm like, "Thank you guys. That was awesome. <laughs> it's hype as shit." I've always like, as a kid, I loved the red fire dude and the yellow lightning girl and the like all that planet, shit man. it's always I, captain planet i've just always been like i don't care what ip it is i'm gonna love that shit so Bulldog. to see it in a marvel movie and to see it done this well uh yeah i totally agree the costumes look fucking awesome they uh, look i'll great. give a
2: shout out to to the weaponry and the powers and that art style,
1: specifically oh, with
2: Athena's with blades and how it sort of is weirdly reminiscent of Doctor Strange's powers, but like, like different they're, glyphs. As, as they're coming out and they're glyphing out, but she's like, like, it's her specifically because she, it was very well done and never really called out, but her weapons change constantly, depending yeah. on no, what I needs. think she only Sometimes, has three weapons. Was it a shield? She had a shield, a dagger, a dagger, a sword, and then like the, the spear, right?
3: I don't think she has a sword. I think it's always a spear. Is it always the spear? I think the spear grows an axe, like a little axe, not like a full-blown axe. Either way, it
2: was cool that she was like instead of pulling out more, she was just like, the shield would turn it, like the, something would turn into the shield and then it would come back to the other thing and it was never like, expressly yeah. like, hey, look how cool this is because they were like, we fucking now
1: Yeah, because it was I, a little dagger type of device and then it turned into a shield that protected her. At one
2: point though, it was like a half blade
1: thing. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, round, Like it was
2: little a little rounder yeah. thing yeah, that, a that a round, then she went yeah. like this and it
3: turned it was into, like a it into a shield. shield like, yeah.
2: I was like, that's super creative and, it's, I, and it feels like it belongs in this universe, which is
3: cool. It's creative so, and it's cool, but as a power... That's pretty, li- like, that's kind of lame. It was like, well, I, this Kevin, guy can shoot, shoot out of <laughs> his fingers, and this girl, she makes a shield and a spear. It's good, huh? She's a she's warrior. Not, uh,
1: yeah, and she's not only doing that, she's also, like, the fucking most deadly person in the universe. Like... She uses those because she is a fighter. She's a straight-up warrior. Her no, I, skills yeah, I, and her I combat that, abilities but I'm saying, but supplement that, those weapons.
3: That was her power? Like, the being a warrior? Or was that who she was? She had great hair,
2: too. And that's well, a in lot the, that in asked the, him. That's very powerful. Yeah,
3: very in powerful. the same way that, like, Sprite
1: can't go out there and just use weapons and fight like her. Like... She's just really damn good at fighting. I, and shit. It does yeah. beg
2: the question: Why not just make five Icaruses and send them? Mm-hmm. Why do you need to that have a team? Like well. because this is no disrespect to Kumail's character, but the finger guns didn't seem like they were getting the job oh, done. Really, hopeless fuck, though. They, but not a, like then you see Icarus but, fucking yeah, melting people's laser faces like with, a, like... with Superman's laser eyes, and then you I see am. like
1: you Nick, know I've always said this like just like when they say make the whole plan out of the black box. Tony Stark, why don't you just give everybody's Iron Man suits? Everybody will be unbeatable exactly yeah i don't know why you don't do it give captain rogers an iron man suit
3: i like i like them all having a unique purpose when it comes to doing mind control uh, the um the i have it right here cersei cersei changing stuff oh never mind like those all seem uh, ajax heals her own team which makes great sense for a leader it seems like a bunch of them are like they have a purpose and we see it when uh, Sprite is doing the, like, storytelling because it's developing humanity and giving them something to strive for. And then, uh, was it Fantas? Fastos. Fastos, uh, Fastos is is helping them develop he technology. Machines. Yeah, all of that makes sense, but then we have, like, finger guns.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, no, like, like, finger cool. guns super, also super to...
3: strong. Finger guns arms. is, like,
1: Hadouken, uh, and, like, and Kumail
2: you know. I know you guys were talking and speaking uh, very positively about Kumail being like the sort of MVP of this, but I feel like it was uh, Gilgamesh. I thought that guy. I don't, I don't. I'm not familiar with this actor,
0: Don Lee, but yeah, he Lee, great. so he. He's this fucking is great. His, he was American so good debut in, this. Uh, in, in movies. I was reading. Um, uh, Ma Ma Dong Seok is his name, and he's a Korean American actor that is huge over there, dude. Uh, he was in Train to Busan and a bunch of other leading oh, roles. Oh Okay, I need to watch Major that, big deal, uh, but yeah, gosh, this is I kind did. of like a, a move over into the, American the films. power punch. That shit, so fucking no, sick. it wasn't even cool. that,
2: Andy. It's the fucking like stomp when he like nails
1: the
0: the deviant's head into the ground. It's like that the ba-ba.
2: and the theater so cool.
1: rumbles. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was very well
0: done. I love uh, the anyway. I love the like what they saw about about the glyphs and like kind of like the 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 just design of the Eternals is so fucking cool and like we've seen this so much in the MCU and they just knock it out of the park every, t- every time nowadays with, like, every kind of new world mystic element being added, having its own vibe. I love that, like, we get throwback moments, though, of, like, it kind of looks like an Infinity Gauntlet on Gilgamesh's hand as he's, pump- like, uh beating things. And, like, obviously that's on purpose. Like, we know the iconography of that. But to see it in the Eternal style, I just love that. I love it. It builds the world out, like, from what we saw in Infinity War of them going to Nidavellir and having the... the um Dwarves kind of make the 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 different weaponry and all that, so armory and all that shit. Like, it's just cool that there is this universe that exists, like, including the Celestials that last time we saw in a movie was, it's nowhere. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. It is a place, like, the skull of one of these Celestials is a location that we see. It's so, it so cool. Look, it's, al- it's always it
1: been this good. such far out concept. And now that it's very much here, it's, it's so badass to actually see it in action. And when... When it grows out of the planet at the end and it's trying to come out, like that is some of the coolest imagery. That is like I want concept art of seeing the giant head frozen dude. like in ice, kind of at the end. And it reminds me of Hyper Light Drifter. So great game, check it out, everybody.
0: Or Transformers. I can't, know, but... I can't even remember them. the name of the last one. No, <laughs> last <laughs> no, King. Last King, King. Last night, night. night. last night. 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 night, yeah, yeah. yeah. When Unicron was coming sucks. out of the planet, fucking god. Oh, <laughs> dude, no. The,
2: I'm sorry. Like I, I mentioned the visual, but the, the visual of uh, RSM. At the I end, where, where it parts the clouds, and he's just standing there like, "Yo, what the fuck did you guys do?" <laughs> so cool. For me, for I me left you guys he... at home in my house to house sit for fucking five thousand years, and this is the. I shit took a did. nap
1: and woke up to all these calls and texts. What is going on?
3: <laughs> for, for me, it was like when it shot to him, like when he after they like kidnaps them, and yeah. they're, he's floating in space, and they are a speck, and he yeah. is just annoyed God, the scale thing. was so good. The scale and then he so like well black done.
2: holes out. I like how he yeah. goes around it. it I love how we do for plot. a second. Then yep. it's gone. <laughs> anyway, I uh, will continue <laughs> with the plot. Obviously, they land uh, a deviant kills uh, this kid's dad. And then the Eternals show up and they save the day. And Gemma Chan gives him a little dagger and the kid's like, why didn't you save my dad? And she's like, listen, there's nothing
1: I'm going to say here. It's going to make ther- you feel bad." It's just you all calling Kumail lame with the finger guns like. It is I think it's a lame lame power To To see a dude look that badass And walking up and going Like charging it up It's so fucking sick dude It's not that it's not cool Andy It's
2: just that he shot one of the Deviants And the Deviant's like ow And then Rob Stark came and fucking lays the thing's head off And you're like it's order of magnitude how, How much lamer it was than Laser Eyes Nothing's cooler than Laser Eyes Can we get that right now Kevin Can I get a ruling on that
3: Finger guns or Laser Eyes laser eyes for sure thank you ah, kevin, is the final word. Hey, here's kevin is the final if word if he had laser fingers we might have an argument because then oh you that'd know, be fucking cool laser eyes you shoot two parallel you're gonna shoot those yeah. together right never
1: can't you can't ever deviate finger you can't, you la- can't you're like the matrix kind of right like... you can't all around yeah. andy they're
2: around you you circle circle circle
1: i want to say richard... richard madden though at the end like let, i mean let's talk about somebody who comes through in the clutch because we have that sequence in the rainforest nick where the deviants are attacking all the people, and Richard Madden okay, comes man. out and he's like almost dies and he's laser eyeing everybody. Mm-hmm. And then the deviant that evolved runs away, and this motherfucker cannot hit him. Like Richard Madden is missing, Icarus is missing every laser eye shot on the deviant that's just kind of running away.
2: He was concussed, Andy. He's
1: fucking missing his shot like a loser. And at the end, he's able to hit Makari, the speed lady. Like, as she's speeding around and he's able to hit her there, like that guy comes in the clutch. That's like a primetime player.
2: You're just, you know what? You're just too on the side of finger guns, but we're going to keep going because we're still, yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. In the first scene of this movie, <laughs> uh, she gives the kid the dagger, and you're thinking, this dagger is going to be very important later in life. And then we cut over to London at some point, uh, and she's taking a picture of the dagger. It's modern times. We're going to jump back and forth, modern times. You're like, oh, this dagger, this is the second time we've seen this dagger. This is going to be super, super important. And then her alarm goes off she goes oh no i'm late now i love the eternals they're super advanced beings but clearly they don't understand what an alarm's for an alarm isn't to tell you that you're late to an appointment it's to tell you an hour before you're supposed to leave for the appointment but i digress they became she, too human
3: i i thought it was absolutely absolutely crazy what was, was she late for her class her own of class like, of like sixth small graders children at the like, national kids.
2: history museum or something
3: it, like that it, like, you were supposed to be there. Yeah.
2: There were She'll a bunch of down. people waiting on you. This is terrible. She'll let him down. Terrible. <laughs> um, she, it doesn't matter, though, because guess what? Guess who stepped in for her? Uh, substitute teacher, John Snow.
1: Five-foot-eight Kid Harrington King. And
2: I'll tell you what right now. Our five-foot-eight King, I thought he knew nothing, but it turns out he knows a lot yeah. about philosophy. Uh-huh. And she's like, "You, this is a class about his like like historical artifacts." It's a and weird stuff like that.
3: weird poem he was reading these kids, and he's
2: reading a poem. And let me tell you, though, dude, those people in the class were eating it up. And then, of course, very quickly, we realized these two have a relationship. And I think it was like one of the so someone, the kids, someone you know in the front I mean? row was like, "See you later, Ryan. like oh," ooh. And it was the mid nineties. You know, from the crowd that, yeah. that was oh! love it. Yeah. Um, then let's see. We cut over. I think uh, later that night, it's her b- uh, birthday or something like that. And uh, his birthday, his birthday, and Sprite's there. But she's like, who's this actress? And it's not. And the guy tries to feel her hand, and she's like, No, I'm just a kid. I'm just a kid, uh, and has to walk away. Unfortunately, which sucks. And we're starting to think, okay, she's a vampire, and a kid's body. It sucks. That's what we're vampire, doing. Kirsten Dunst yeah. did it a little bit better, but not much. I've seen better, but not many. They they go away and they go for a little bit of walk and of course who should attack them on on one of the London Rhines the rivers the deviant but it's not deviant we're gonna call him Mega Deviant from now on because he's Mega Deviant he's he's there and he's got all the powers and he can he's heal himself robot, and she's like we got, we gotta go uh, we get a little moment this was, your, beforehand this that was, we're,
0: sorry this was moment number two for me after the title crawl where I was like oh no like this is not that great because like. This CG monster deviant thing, which I know that we just have like a inherent kind of dislike of going into it, where it's like, even if it was done well, it, it's kind of just like we we think it's not going to be. We expect it to not be done well. So we see this thing and we're like, OK, I'm already not liking this. You need to prove to me that I should like it. And it coming up, finding them randomly in the the London area that they were, it all just felt too coincidental to me where I was like, I feel like I need to, in my mind, be like, well, they're hunting them for some reason that I'm Mm -hmm. sure they'll explain later or whatever. I don't like that, especially for a movie that is this kind of Shakespearean and this kind of like, but but that's my thing is like, I I get it and they explain it later. But it just kind of felt not fun to watch, not engaging to watch. It's kind of like, all right, cool. They're going to explain this later in some way that isn't going to make me happy. And that's exactly what ended up happening. So I don't know. It's just it's rough with this shit. Like, I don't have a solution, but it definitely was a moment that I was like, eh, I'm out of this until they were running away. And Jon Snow was kind of like, OK, fuck. I believe
1: all the weird shit y'all were saying. And I'm like, "All right, I'm back in. If yeah. you notice, uh, uh, I was going to mention one day, I think near the end of Raghu Bagu and near the end of this interview, we rank all of the useless CGI monsters.
3: Cause I'll say I'll that, tell you this yeah. right
1: now, Deviants will be number one on my list. I think they're the coolest of all the useless CGI monsters. Cause I don't love them, but I think they're fun. <laughs> like I think no, they're okay. I think is, they're is I Obadiah cool.
3: Stane included in that? Don't
1: no, useless
3: CGI monsters. Like I'm talking like know, the joking, the I'm
1: black joking. blob dudes from fucking Suicide Squad and that bullshit. You know. Uh, of course uh, we got to see before
2: this where he's like, hey, I want to. Um, I want you to move in with me. And he, but he knows something's up, right? He's like, weird shit happens around you. Are you, are you a wizard like Doctor Strange? So and uh, funny. I was like, that's really fun. Anyway, this scene happens. And who should come in? Of course, uh, Icarus comes in to save the day. And we have a little moment for you, Game of Thrones fans out there, where it's like, thank you. You obviously know we want to see the brothers back together because they didn't get to be <laughs> together a lot because Jon Snow got sent to the wall and Rob Snow got sent to the red wedding. And we all know how that ended.
0: you uh, the pilot. I love that line. Oh, that's like, great. He must be the pilot. You must now, be Nick, the pilot. Now, Nick, here's a, a test for you. Quick little MCU test. Okay. Gemma Chan. Yes. Is this her first appearance in the MCU? It's not. It is not. Who
1: Emma, was she before? She was in Guardians? No. Close. Shit. Kind of a similar vibe.
2: Give me a hint. Give me one hint. Tell Space. me the name.
0: Space.
2: The fire. Minerva. Final <laughs> The Cree Guardians Two? No. <laughs> she no, was a Captain Marvel. Captain,
0: Captain Marvel. Oh, she was right, the, right, right. That's the, the sniper with the all, sniper. all the makeup. That's right. And that's right. Kevin Feige was just like, "Yo, you're dope as shit." So yeah, like,
3: hey, you want to come back? Was so cool.
0: <laughs> that's cool. It was. But I'm uh, happy she's back because that's she's
2: she was she's dope. That's so an now. It's time to get the team back together, ladies and gentlemen. We got to get the band back together and play one final gig. Where do we go first? North Dakota, where Ajak, played by the venerable Selma Hayek, is hiding out. Not really hiding out, just like hanging out like she's uh, retired out on her cool ranch. Of course, she's not doing much of anything these days because she is dead and green. Apparently, when Eternals die, they go
1: green.
3: I think it was pale white. Blue. I, I think it's kind of a, like goes white marble which I really like. It,
1: it makes sense because they've been kind of just absorbing life for all this time mm. and like, once there's nothing there, it's like, you see how they really look. Like, when they're whenever somebody has like a curse, Nick, and they've looked young all their life and they die and they shrivel into an old like fucking gross thing finally because it's been eons of them kind of looking young this is that's what happened right here to Salma hayek and it was Fair so enough. sad because i wanted to see her pop off the whole movie
2: yeah but she didn't really have to, i mean her only power was to heal people and that's not very exciting to watch uh so r.i.p ajak uh but at this point the team without a leader uh now we got to have a leader The little ball in her chest chooses uh Cersei, and Cersei's like i don't know what this means and then she could shot put it out to the cosmos to talk To Arisem, who is like yo I'm going to lay this out for you You've been chosen as leader and guess what Uh, Your job is not really to defend the earth Against the deviants your job was to Grow humanity intelligent life On this planet which is humans uh, to a point Where uh, the the celestial Baby that I impregnated the earth uh, Can feed off of And then eventually when it's when it's ready It will it will launch and it will destroy Everything Uh, And she's like well that's not cool We got to figure this one out uh so from there we go over to
0: where are we at here. Uh delicious so plant. I C. do want to it say Nick in, in terms of your Game of Thrones references and like cool we have the the guy doing the score so and all that and calling her Cersei. But but yeah, that's the thing. So Having Rob Stark and Jon Snow kind of love triangling with Cersei, Cersei it's like is so cool, distracting. Cool. Yeah.
2: I digress uh let's see we also learned that the deviants were actually the original sort of things they sent to oh we get a little bit of uh that's right his his um her lecture was about apex predators in the beginning and that was kind of foreshadowing for what the deviants were for uh they were there to make sure that humans can grow originally but then the deviants deviated from that Whoa. mission because they were like we are too we, we don't want this anymore we're not we're being used and so the eternals were created uh they're basically machines uh and they were created to uh to kill the deviants and then uh, and, and basically take their place as the people ushering
1: in human, human I love pythons. that basically the deviants are like when somebody brings in a Python from a different country into Florida and then it starts reproducing it starts taking over too fast and they're like fuck population control we need to right. kill these pythons like there's too many of them yeah and here. then they
2: build what do they do bring in rabbits and then there's too many rabbits everywhere and they're like yeah. let's bring in hawks and the hawks No, what they do what babies. they do is that like, oh, like shit
1: What they do is they green light the hey you can kill as many pythons as you want have at it we need them out of here exactly and then all of a sudden everyone's got python boots that's what we're gonna do Kevin (laughs) we're gonna start a python boot business
2: we get a couple flashbacks as well Um, by the way (laughs) uh, introducing the rest of the characters druid we get some 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 scenes later like 1500 BC and stuff like that which show uh, Robb Stark and uh, Gemma Chan falling in love uh, which was fine.
0: I guess I didn't, I didn't you know what's funny about this him. movie. I like as, it. as you're talking about this here, Nick and, and all of us really like, I kind of feel like it's one of those movies that if we watched quietly without the, the, any voices or anything, just looking at it and somebody explained what the plot is, it's better than the actual movie. is. Yeah. Yeah. Cause so many elements are so cool and well thought out. They're just not done that, that perfectly. Yeah. But if you just explained what's happening, you kind of would like it's cool concept. It's cool and yeah. it would bridge it down to being a little simpler uh and and and
1: awesome. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree.
2: Um, we get that, we get uh we get Druig uh, another scene where um I think it's before this, where uh Angelina Jolie's character gets the mad weary, uh, and we're we're kind of told, uh, I think that was actually before we understood what they were, that uh it's too many memories, and this happens to a sometimes, and someone's gotta take care of her. They so Gilgamesh says, Hey, we've killed the final deviant. Um, as, as everything's warring behind us, I'm going to go take care of her. But Druig, of course, has a crisis of conscience where he's like, what are we doing here? I could stop all these humans from killing each other. Uh, but Fastos is like, listen, this is just part of progression. uh, uh unfortunately when war happens, technology is made and technology actually, believe it or not, uh, it comes out of this that can save lives, which is weirdly true and a really cool, the deep concept that's very conflicting even for reality.
0: Uh, Tim. Something I love about this of it being conflicting and going back to me saying that I don't think any one character stands out, but together they all work so well because they're all kind of the Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle against each other in different character traits yeah. of like filling in gaps where I love that Druig is, and it might not be this scene you're talking about, but there was the scene where he's was like, I'm going to control everyone and I'm going to stop this. Like, fuck right. you, Jack. Yeah. Like, this doesn't make sense for it to then go. I from- thought she was going to kill him. but i love that she didn't like i love these these kind of like conundrums uh morally that they they set up because seeing druick here so steadfast in like no i know what's right so i'm gonna do this you're gonna have to kill me whatever but then to later see the other scene the flashback um or i guess not flashback but the flash forward the present day of him controlling humans and when the like deviant comes and it seems like it's all in the up and up and everything's good but then when the Deviant comes, he's controlling the humans with the guns, like mechanically turning them into robots shooting. So dope. It's, cool. it's so dope. But when it you think cool about visually. how, how like, dark yeah, that wrong. is, like, oh, yeah. it's wrong. And like this guy that we know is coming from the right place. Like that's where I think this movie really succeeds is like having all these good guys do bad things for the right reasons. And it kind of like just balances out in a really interesting way. So, Druig, I thought was very, very, very
1: cool. And him and Makari being together, I was like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, uh, that's the (laughs) point. And then uh, Kumail pointing it out was just the perfect kind of so line of dialogue. Yeah. You need to be like, oh, "Is this ha- is this a thing? I don't like this." No, no. He says, "Is this happening? I hate it,"
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which was great. Um, of course, uh, we'll cut over. We got to keep the team back together, so they cut over to uh, to uh, the set of Kumail's or of um, gosh, what's his, what's the character's name? Kumail. I'll just call him Kumail's uh, newest movie, uh, which is a retelling of Icarus' Bingo. story. Uh, it's. Great, and this, this, so uh, good. births one of what I think is one of the best like dynamics between two characters of any MCU movie. I love Kumail Nanjani and Harish Patel, the two characters here. So, good. I think they got great chemistry, and the fact that he's just been his valet forever and is like his just his boy at this point is so great. Uh, Andy from kind of funny.
1: I will say, I'm so happy that the bit paid off because I felt this is bad. Um, as he's dancing towards oh, the camera yeah. and trying to like be physically comedy funny, I'm like, this isn't working for me. This is like not good, not good. And I know what is, I know what you know I'm supposed what to be getting out of it. Yeah, I just don't think it's very good. And then the fact that it is, it, it yeah, we're doing a movie about you, uh, Icarus. I like fuck yeah, thank God, this is good. <laughs> like I, I was really, really relieved there because I think the comedy kind of the tone is set from that moment of mm-hmm. what we're going to get from it from uh kingo and the rest of it really works thankfully but when those moments are happening and they're doing the intro scene of the bollywood dancing i'm like ooh, this is not great right now
2: well i mean this is no disrespect to kumail but not a dancer he is not uh but a comedian he is and also a lot <laughs> taller than i thought he was going to be on screen hmm. uh and i think this might be where we get the first dc reference tim if I'm not oh, mistaken. Yeah. yeah the she's Alfred like, reference oh, you're like here. a butler, like Alfred. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm sorry. That does not compute. I'll let this one slide. Thankfully, there won't be an even worse one later. I'll let no. this slide.
3: Why, why is it bad? I think it's cool. Yeah, that, I don't know like, why
2: worse comes into MCU- play, but I do think it's I mean, more egregious. I should say not worse, but like more on the f- like blatant reference to Superman later, where she's like, hey, Superman. I'm like,
0: I mean, they, oh, yeah, OK, here we are. It adds some weird wrinkles to the universe as a whole, but I I think that it's funny that weeks ago, Nick, we were talking, and Nick was just like, yeah, like, the Marvel movies are never going to reference the DC characters. And then they just fucking do two weeks later
2: <laughs> in, in yeah.
1: Turtles. Like, the first I, thing they said, Alfred, I looked at G, and I'm like, oh, she doesn't even know. But this, this is hilarious. Shows <laughs> how
2: much I know about anything, of course.
1: I'd like to imagine that they're in a multiverse where the DCEU is good. I, I want to live in Oof. that multiverse. I, let's Oof. hope. Let's hope. Maybe. Yeah. So like, Have you guys seen
2: Batman v Superman? Fucking life-changing.
1: <laughs> won three Oscars. Fuck. Oh, best
3: Oscars.
2: More now, than on, of the of the
0: don't want to go too long on this. Just a quick thing that I have to say. Whatever the hell we want. It's Friday. Seeing the Batman trailer <laughs> in Dolby Atmos. Um, I'm so I, pissed I wasn't I, there. Dude, Shit. I, like, legitimately Dude. was like, I don't know if I can watch this movie afterwards. Like, I'm going through a moment right now. Like, Dude. this is so incredible. It's Seeing the title se- sequence the of, fucking... like, ba- oh, my fucking God. I'm, so mad. Down I'm so, so mad. I was looking there at him really.
2: upside down in the car as Batman is slow walking toward him, upside down with his cape in slow motion and fucking really a cool. wall of fire behind him, and it just closes in. and sets Woo. the
1: Batman. How <laughs> oh, is it that those two trailers are, like, the best trailers that have ever existed?
2: God, I- <laughs> I don't know I don't know I just I'm just glad we supported the DCEU because we got this all of our money all of our money that went toward Batman v Superman and Justice League is, has helped make this happen just remember that yeah. remember that we're, we're now part of the solution everyone part of the solution uh we should all go see Morpheus. I know they're not the same studio, but it pisses it Kevin off. Like it feels like it kind of like Let's all go watch Morpheus. I know Morpheus.
3: it's not the same studio, but it what. pisses Kevin off, is what the <laughs> just said. I'll tell you what.
1: I'll tell you what. That trailer. <laughs>
0: let me let me <laughs> tell you guys so normally new movie trailer comes out i watch it live with y'all react to it all that and then at the end of the day oh. me and g watch some bullshit reality tv but before mm-hmm. that i'm like let me show you the trailer let's it's trailers. like let's go there i did not show her morbius i was like it's <laughs> not even i'm not i'm not gonna waste your time with this it's not happening so this was the first time she saw it and she just looked at... she looked at me at the end and was like oh no <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Back to back. Uh,
2: anyway, back to the plot, ladies and gentlemen. So we cut over uh, to Camille. We grab him. Uh, they go on the plane and over to uh, try and find Druig, who is uh, in the middle of the Amazon. Where was he? South America? I forget where Amazon. He was. Amazon. Uh, and he's just hanging out, man. And he's he's kind of in a bad place, and he doesn't really want to hang out with them first. But then they kind of convince him to. We get that cool shot with the shotguns, it's and then creepy. Uh, the deviants attack again. We get a cool fight sequence here, a cool-ish fight sequence. A little dark for my liking. I was a uh, this is where I'm like some of the natural aspects of Chloe's house filmmaking. I was like, we could have punched this up a little bit because Daddy's having a hard time figuring out what the hell's yeah, going on. Yeah, let's let's watch
1: that in OLED later for sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> gonna
2: be uh, cool. Uh, and then from there, I believe we go over. We might get some more scenes here, uh, but I forget. And we go over to Fasto's house where he is living life. And so we see what I like is we see sort of how everyone has chosen to use eternity and live their lives. Uh, and they're all interesting, um, but Fastos is just like I want to be a dad, and I got a husband, and I just want to live this life. And I love the line where he's like, "I could use, I, I choose to use my hands to fix
3: my kid's bike."
2: That is what and I want And
3: then immediately, do. it's like, "Do you?" And then he shoots the thing, and it's like, "Oh, maybe, maybe you are still dabbling." Right? He's like, cool "Okay." Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, yeah, he eye blasts the fucking door, and it's and all he's like, <laughs> "Uh huh." <laughs> house with that, but
2: then, and then of course, the beat with. The joke that we unfortunately was spoiled in the, in the 90 uh, million times. The trailer where he's like, what is this made of Ikea. a vibranium? And he's like, that's Ikea fall collection or oh, fall collection Ikea. Uh, and the
1: joke actually hit uh, because it, it was shocking because we've seen this a million fucking times in every trailer and a million fucking times before every movie we've gone and seen in theaters. So, mm-hmm. like, it's been beaten to death. But I think adding the ass at the end of it, like, yep. made it even better. It yeah. did. I agree. It, that's uh. the little thing, I, and I alluded to this in our spoiler-free talk, but, like,
0: there are a ton of scenes from the trailers that are absolutely different in this movie. And, like, little things like when, uh, what's his name, Crow, I think is the bad guy, bad deviance name. Crow, yeah, chains, sure. Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, he uh, is, like, around Angelina Jolie, and it felt a little BDSM, and, like, she was kind of into it, and, like, she was going to turn mm-hmm. bad. But in this movie, her eyes are like she's under control like she's mm-hmm. she's gone and it's like fuck, that little tiny change the totally changes ready. the narrative of where they we're flipped at yes they flipped us for they, they took us for a little ride on that because the, yeah. the trailers made us think that druig and athena were going to be the ones to flip mm-hmm. icarus yeah. was
1: always a little bit kind of like eh, it could go I out n- and i never thought with icarus i always thought like with athena and I, I think what never made me think that icarus was ever going to turn and i still think that it I think they still did a pretty decent job with not making it. Was... it way too obvious. Yeah. Um it's that sequence in the trailer tim that I absolutely love in this fight when the uh when the deviant is holding him down and he's struggling trying to laser eye him. That sequence is so fucking good. That's like the straight up bare Leo DiCaprio Revenant sequence where it's just desperation in that moment. I like that moment right there, you—I felt tense for Icarus. It's like this guy is like all powerful, Superman, yeah, and he cannot get out of the situation. Yeah. And you can feel sort of the desperation and the the fear that he feels. I thought that sequence has played out so perfectly.
2: Uh, unfortunately, I think I missed the part where Gilgamesh died
0: uh, in that forest sequence, Ugh, and then the
3: Deviant takes soft. his
1: power. That
0: was rough.
3: I fucking hated that. Oh, uh, uh, man.
0: And I mean, the hit. Uh, that's the thing is like I, I think that a lot of people are going to walk away from this movie and just be like. <laughs> Eh, It was whatever. But it's like when you really kind of break down moment to moment, there's a lot of really cool stuff. And I did not expect Gilgamesh to die. I did not expect uh, uh, Ajax to die. And like especially not that back to back the way the movie presents it. And the, the movie plays with time so well. That's why I like the pacing so much is that despite jumping between time periods, they make use of the present very well. So that I'm always excited to be in every time period that they're jumping between.
2: Um, of course, they recruit, uh, Fastos. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Are hard names mm-hmm.
0: Fastos. Uh, but before they it do is, that, they tricky. meet his kid.
2: And his kid is like, he's like, I, they have the joke. That's the ongoing joke. He's like, these are my friends from college. And his kid's like, I saw that guy on TV yesterday. It's Superman. Right. And of course, without missing a beat, Rod starts like, I don't wear a cape. And I'm like, all right, well, we know who Superman uh, is in this, in this universe here. Which I love. So, I love
3: because it makes it more like it is. Like our u- world, our universe, like the the pop culture references sure, that we're sure. making, they also can make. Oh, this is, I was yeah. in the
1: restroom for this
0: sequence. Yeah, they for re- they reference Superman and they also reference Julia Roberts as well. yeah see here's what's weird for me though kev about it is like they've referenced star wars in the past and things like that and like kids straight up
2: had a star wars book in this in this
0: guardians of the galaxies and yeah yeah they
1: reference everything
0: those type of things get iffy when you start to actually think about them in a real timeline where it's like so why would peter parker ever call empire strikes back that old movie when he has a death star lego in homecoming like Uh, there's things like that because we know the shit it like Mm kind of like dilutes it a bit it's weird that superheroes are a thing in this universe uh in comic books because superheroes are a thing in this universe really unlike our universe that's the only thing that's weird about it where well, it's yeah. like why wouldn't the comic books be about iron man you know that's true well i, I imagine they, I that they, they are that as well yeah. yeah i just think that we know, like, like Logan like are x-men comics but like also that was legal
3: rights later legal rights right. like you iron think man think is definitely he's Starx, making his billionaire. own billionaire yeah
2: he got he's got a team of lawyers like Jay they share with Jeff Bezos. I digress. I got this the by the way, the Empire Strikes back hit for me because all you young kids that grew up on the stupid prequels or the new trilogy, you just don't get it. Yes. You don't we would never it. be
0: like, oh, that old movie, uh, what's it called? Uh oh, Empire Strikes Bet. Yeah, I
2: don't but know like why 10-year-old. Year Ten, old have young you, met by you by ever her. met a Gen Zer? They don't know. Shit. Okay. No, They're just their brains have been melted away by TikTok. They don't understand
3: anything. Look Shit. at Andy right
2: now. Look at him. He can he doesn't know where he's at. Look at him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look at him from the nose up.
1: <laughs> God damn it. I love Nick, that. I am ancient and... in terms of TikTok. <laughs> I know. I know. Just decent. Uh, let's see.
2: So from there, uh Fistos is like, listen, we gotta come up with a plan here. <laughs> and the is gonna be the unit. There
0: it is. Not working. Give it to me. Hey,
2: do you, you know anything?
0: It. I know nothing I comes
1: now i don't want it
0: wait hold on wasn't it the other side andy yeah it was your
1: mouth andy it wasn't your eyes no it was, <laughs> it was <nothing>. the beard <laughs> it, was the eyes. No, it was the eyes no it was the beard the the mouth. no it was the eyes i have the meme i can bring it up oh, okay well give me the mouth oh the mouth, give me give me the little mouth. mouth. oh man i don't want it
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that that really works that really <laughs>
2: works good, you don't People think it's gonna Subscribe it to dies. our damn YouTube channel You're getting this every freaking week Sometimes twice a week Sometimes three times a week Depending on Ghostbusters Hey, so uh, we're like How are we gonna beat this? Depending well, Ghostbusters was like Listen,
0: there it is Oh my god God, uh, ah, that is horrifying I don't want You it. look like the things from uh, Edgar Wright's bad movie I don't want it Oh, really. the
1: The uh, At World oh, the aliens uh... Yeah, yeah Pull
0: your face away
2: Oh, that's terrifying Yeah <laughs> No, looks like it looks like, the, it looks like the the faceless things from last night in Soho. I digress. Um, we go back and, and Festus is like, I got to figure something out. We'll do the Unamind, which is a connection between all the internals. If we do that, we might be able to uh, use Druig to mind control the Celestial Timut uh to make to put
3: it back to sleep forever. When did they, um, when did they learn the la- name? Because like all of a sudden everyone was like, oh yeah, Timut's coming, you know? And I was like, I what did maybe I mean? Aris, Arisim told her that back, or, uh, you know? Interesting. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe she had that
1: yeah, that knowledge through the little sphere in her throat, which is like such a cool sci-fi thing. What it, is, every time
3: it like came out, always grossed me out. I don't like anything happening around this area. It makes me very uncomfortable. It, it reminds me around, of like,
2: like a tracheotomy and that always makes that yep. as gross. No, thank you. Yeah, it's probably all those wow. the smoking
3: yeah. things. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah.
2: Um Right, here's my question. Before we move on, right, there are there multiple versions of these Eternals that have been put on other planets? Because it showed no, the factory different versions. Yeah. So everyone looks. And they're
3: different. all different. Yeah. Because okay. we saw a Star Lord. Oh, there's fo- a bunch Lord. of body types. Star Lord. S- star Fox. Star Fox, you're right, you're right. I said it, and I was like, that's yeah. not right. Say it again, yeah. Kevin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, it again. <laughs> Say it again. This is uh, a cool
0: scene. I kind of like the idea of, like, they're being manufactured, and going back to what you were saying earlier, Nick, of, like, why do they have different powers? Like, what's the point of making something? Like, I like that it kind of seems like they don't even know. They're just like, we are making a bunch of different things, and we're uh-huh. just hoping for the we'll best. We'll see which one works, yeah. Yeah, it kind of feels a little bit more like, they're. It, I know they're making it, but in the same way that kind of humans make babies, where you don't get to choose your baby, it just you know is luck and science and all that shit combined. Like I kind of like that. It felt a little bit more real. Another thing from trailers that wasn't in this movie uh, was we saw other celestials in the trailers that were not in this one. The green celestial, we saw him doing some sciencey shit, and he wasn't in this movie. Oh.
3: Sucks. I really wanted to see. Wait.
1: Know. Oh, the one that had like kind of the wing, like.
3: Yeah, and he like yeah. pulled out like some
1: discs and like did yeah. some shit and then yeah. wasn't in it. Hmm.
2: Cool.
3: Um,
2: <laughs> either way, this is where we start getting uh, where they're like, we got to go get the ship. And the ship is where we go back and we meet um, the the speedster uh, whose character is, I can't remember either. Makari. Makari. Macari. Uh, she's awesome. I, I was so at first, rad. I was like, what's going on here? Uh, and then still, but Rob, sorry, hasn't made the turn yet. And then he's like, "Listen, I can't let you guys do this." And they're like, "What happened?" And it turns out he's the one that used the the deviants that thought out from the ice to kill Ajak, and then framed the d de- and it framed the deviant for it. And the deviants just wanted, just trying to get
1: by, man. We're just trying to go to college better.
3: Just trying to, eat their food. just trying to eat their food. They're Just trying to eat my food
2: and hang out. Uh, I'm just trying to stay like, out of
1: trouble, you know. Do like after school program type things. I don't want to be on the streets, you know.
2: And up until this point, I was like, "This movie's kind of dragging a little bit for me." But once I realized, "Oh shit, this is this is like." They got to square off against Superman here I'm like this got me right back in uh, A like fight it. ensues it And he's okay. like I'm gonna go Don't screw around with me uh, Or else I'll have to kill all of you And then Sprite's like well I've been in love with you forever So I'll go with you uh, And the team is divided And then just in, a, in an interesting move uh, Kumail's character just abstains He's Like I'm gonna abstain from fighting And I'm gonna disappear until the very end of this movie Where I wear a dope turtleneck And it was, it was a choice We'll just say that. It was, it was a, a bad choice. It was a bad
3: choice. Like, in the client. It should have been more obvious. Because I feel like he should have been in the background being like, I'm abstaining, guys. Remember, I don't want to fight right now. Because right. I'm abstaining. Because I forgot sad. about it. And it felt weird. It felt weird. It felt like well, they'd forgotten something.
1: Well, I'll tell you why I forgot it. Because I think in that moment right there, that Harris um, Patel's performance in saying goodbye was fucking phenomenal yeah, mm. yeah it was beautiful. him that was telling beautiful the crew movie. goodbye got me to tear up and i was not expecting that from this character who for the most part has just been comic relief him showing up it's with so all the cameras, cameras. oh so my god cameras. this guy's fucking hilarious i love these bits She's but like, him telling everybody like hey, i i i, totally I thank you for everything you've done i will like uh, whatever it was in that moment Pretty got me it. real good it got me real good yeah it's true
3: for me, it was the line of like, "Thank you for everything you've done for humanity," and it was just yeah. like, "Oh shit, that's really cool. That's really cool it's to be able to bad. thank
1: these." I'm gonna miss you all. Like, oh, yeah. that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah.
2: Uh, but the the Eternals are like, we're not gonna we're not gonna stop. We gotta save this planet, so they send Makari out to locate the the place the emergence is gonna happen, and which is gonna be in a volcano just in the Ocean. Uh, and so they're like, we'll, we'll head over there. But they encounter, of course, the other Eternals uh, Icarus and Sprite are waiting there for them Uh, Also, Crow shows up and is like I don't know whose side I'm on, but maybe I'll just do what Nick does When we're playing Smash Brothers and just fucking troll Everyone here Uh, Because the only way to win is to make sure everyone else Loses uh and a fight ensues cool fight fastos uh, uh is like you know uh Dr- Drug, you got to go and then Druid gets taken out of the action so then they're like the only person left is seriously you you can you can do this you can do this um so they handle icarus he like staples him to the floor meanwhile angela Julie gets tied up in
1: bondage in the in the cave but ends up freeing herself and killing dude Makari fucking up icarus is like like this is the type of shit that I love and I mm-hmm. uh, Tim it's a visual feast and daddy's visual hungry feast hey, feed, me. Feed, daddy, feed all of these sequences again just like the sequences that we saw in Shang-Chi were like this is fucking a cartoon put to real life and it doesn't look dumb and her just fucking knocking him into the mountain and him just being totally perplexed by her speed and then when fasos comes in and it's just like blasting the dude with all the bracelets. It's just the coolest shit ever. Like this is this is a visual spectacle. This is like a superhero movie. And you need to watch this on a big ass screen to really appreciate it. So cool. Michael watch love it on me. his phone, though.
0: I, I love this scene so much. And like it reminds me of the moment in Justice League, both versions of Justice League, where we get uh, the all of them beating up against Superman. And then we get the Flash running and he looks over and Superman does the slow turn over at him. He it's like, oh, shit, you're out, moving as fast with me. But it's like that one moment of like, oh, fuck, this is so cool. This kind of felt like an entire fight scene of that. And yep. it was just faster and just kind of was moved. Was I, I just well really, really enjoyed it. And I thought they used her power set really well, especially when it was essentially Flash first Superman, you know? And I I, I really love to the not omnipresent kind of knowledge uh, aspect of these people being real things at the end of the day of like her running away like around the world to try to find where the source that was, so was like I love that shit because I love that she was gone, and when she comes back later and like doesn't really know what's going on that's so cool because I feel like a lot of other movies would have just had her come on come in and immediately be put it together and like know what's going on I just I liked how real
1: so many of the characters felt and yeah. also shout out to uh her being deaf and using a lot of sign language I thought that was really cool that was, yeah, um, that was cool, and that's a reason why Nick this movie got review bombed because um because of fat because of fastest a little bit everything everything a little bit of everything yeah it's like hey there's a lot of like people that are you know showing it's equality right this is great and that's why a lot of reason why i got review bomb but i i loved seeing her sequences i loved like i never in a million years thought that we would see two gay men kiss on screen in a dc or in a disney movie like that's pretty shocking to me. I, I didn't expect that and it's awesome. Um we got it we we got somewhat of a a kiss in the background of the last Star Wars movie and it was like there's gonna be a gay kiss in Star Wars and it was like just kind of in the background, hope you don't notice it. Uh but I thought it was really I thought it was awesome. Very cool. And then, and, and with that, uh from the, the comic side of things, like
0: the Eternals lineup we have here is not what it looks like in the comics at all. A lot more white men in the comics. Sprite is a white Boy, man uh man boy whatever you want to say and uh then we got uh other, other characters as well that are are totally different like the, a lot of them are men mm-hmm. a jack is a man uh, in the comics like so they they did a lot there um i think was very great choices like every actor in this is fantastic mm-hmm. i think um but what's really cool to andy's point about the disney stuff is disney is putting their foot down and being like we're not censoring this shit so this yeah, movie that was a just... big thing, too. Worldwide, in, yeah. In, certain,
2: in worldwide, some countries are like, we're banning this. And they're like, cool, yeah. we're not going to re-edit
0: oh, it. Great. Which is great. And, uh, but what sucks is there are some countries that are just straight up re-editing it. I think they're going to get sued. It's going to turn into a whole thing. But at the end of the day, at this point, shout out to Disney for how they're handling this movie, at least, where mm-hmm. they not only, like, stuck to their guns on, like, trying to obviously say something and, and do something different, but then right. stand by it, which is, is huge. Because the Star Wars moment Eddie's talking about, they let get edited out for other territories. So mm-hmm. it's cool.
2: Uh, I will also uh, add, they
0: had a. I think this
2: might have been the first Marvel movie
0: to have a sex scene too,
1: right? Oh yeah, it's debatable. Because Tony Stark got his fuck on multiple times. Yeah, and we never saw it. We yeah, just so like the they were, that,
3: like that he though. was insider in that. The scene. fact that we saw a thrust, I was like, wow, this was like Tim right now. Tim, it was like almost it as hot as there. the scene at the beginning. I don't beginning think we needed of, it. I don't think it we like
0: definitely didn't need it, Kevin.
2: No,
3: for, it, it, it like wasn't. I think we
0: did. I think we needed it because we're all so clearly invested in Kit Harrington and her that I think we needed that to like push it. And be like, yo, these motherfuckers have seven thousand years
3: together, and
0: like they be fucking dog, like yeah. <laughs> they be on some shit.
3: Uh, um, I, one one thing about the fight before we leave it, uh, I really like that at the end of it, the they they beat it. Like Fastos is the one that beats Icarus, right? Using his technology to like hold him yeah. down. Uh, where all these other people using strength don't do it, and I, I really like that. I think well, cool.
2: he does. He does to a degree, but then he, Icarus, of course, like like all Superman archetypes, punches harder, gets out of it, and goes to kill Cersei. Well, before that, Cersei got stabbed in the in the gut by Sprite, which is great, which is great, uh, and Good then Druid uh, knocks her unconscious, and you're like, oh the shit, is Cersei, gonna, <laughs> is Cersei gonna die because she we don't have our healer anymore? And they're like, well, don't think about it ever again. I like, think oh,
1: Druid okay. would have just like. Mind controlled her or something, but Uh, he could have done
2: that. He he was was like, like, "I'm gonna do this the old-fashioned way." Year five thousand years of animosity. (laughs) We're a family. I gotta just knock him over the head. Let's use the most prehistoric
1: tool right here—a rock—and let me just bang her over the fucking head. Right here in these final moments, what I think would have helped me feel a bit better—I don't think it would have fixed all my uh, all my issues with the movie—but I would have felt a bit better had Bill Skarsgård's character Gro crow 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 the, the uh, oh. evolved um, deviant. I would have liked to see the evolved deviant not fuck around and just get killed uselessly by angelica Jolie. I think we need to see more of him throughout the movie to make it feel meaningful, and we need to see him try to help Gemma Chan succeed in her yeah. ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. That's, what I,
2: that's what I absolutely wanted. I wanted his turn to be a little bit more like homie from Captain Marvel where you're like, this guy's a bad guy the whole time, and he's a bad guy, and then he turns into an awesome guy, and you're like, oh maybe the Kree aren't that, bad, or the Skrull aren't that bad. After. Yeah, See, but yeah. even
0: then, I would take it a step further where I don't necessarily need him to flip sides and have Tell? the, you know, kind of trope, the Batman be Superman, we're working together now, but just have him end a little bit more sympathetic. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like his kind of arc in this movie went from bad guy to sympathetic to like bad guy mm-hmm. so quickly that it's like, I, none of those felt developed and it, it just sucks. Like it, I would have liked it if like the rest of the Eternals, like the way they leave Sprite, where it's like, yo, Sprite kind of fucks things up, and not in the way that like Star Lord fucks things up in Infinity War. Well, like, that, uh,
3: hold on a second, that was really bad. Star Lord Infinity War, no, catastrophic. let's not start. Th-
0: let's not start. Uh, that. I mean, it's regardless, I'm just it's of that, catastrophic, it's like, yeah, catastrophic, but brought to by love, like brought to by like real human emotion and stuff, which yeah, Star Lord is. Sprite is, is the exact human. same thing. That's exactly my point, Kevin. Yes, like they're like dealing with this thing. I think that she kind of like is set it's up in this up. way.
3: What's up? I thought you were saying it was, it was not as bad as Star-Lord.
0: It's different. But I, I whatever, I forgot it. Trains uh, on the
2: station. Moving on, the train is gone, and we're all having we have to, we all have to pee, so we're waiting for the bathroom right now. Uh, knocking on the <laughs> door. Hey, uh, uh So we have this great we have a great scene where he, where uh, Icarus breaks free, but of course he goes and he confronts Cersei and he can't kill her as she's as she's as this massive beautiful visual of the celestial's hand is cresting from the water, and she's turning it into ice as its as its head starts popping out, which is super cool. Um, and he's like, I, I he loves her too much, and I think this is where. Uh, we get we get a pretty good performance here from from Richard Madden as he starts to cry he, and like his eyes light up for a second and then they go back and they light up for a second and then they're like he's like fuck I can't do this I love her too much so he's just like I gotta go I gotta take he's off. good man why doesn't he get more roles <laughs> this motherfucker's is good dude it was good this, this part was good I liked this part. I like the acting in this part um, she freezes the thing and it's all done and it's like woohoo we I... won and then Icarus is like I'm gonna go punch myself into the sun and Joey started I... laughing because she has no heart.
3: Well, it's a really stupid scene. I do really, <laughs> I do really wish that at that moment, uh, <laughs> Icarus had looked at her and said, "I'm like, I don't want to hurt you, but I can't not do my my mission, my job, whatever. Right? Like this yeah, is my role. Like you have yeah. to destroy me. And I wish she like destroyed him.
2: Same. Yeah. Well, yeah. well they, that set that up, right? they set that up. They set up that she could she could kill things
0: now. And I thought yeah. that's where well,
2: that was going to Yeah. Well, I mean, she kills too. the celestial. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's why yeah. I'm on the opposite
0: um, of you guys. I like it. I like him choosing to kill himself and doing the it in the sun. way. Yeah, because like I, he knows what it is. Like he knows that it is based on the myth of Icarus flying too close to the sun that's and right, stuff. Like yeah. they set that up earlier uh, with uh, with all the other characters and how they're based on legends and all this stuff. Or they are the legends that right. mythology is kind of based on. So I I kind of read it as like he knew what he was doing and like he didn't know that there were viewers watching necessarily, but like. Uh, I, I'm not so taken out of it because like I know that it's on the nose but I think the character knows it's on the nose so that kind of makes it okay fair enough um,
2: I do I do like thinking about the Superman thing going back to that for a second do you think that people like in the 40s saw him and were like man that make a cool comic book and then that's where they got the idea from Superman from because he has a lot he's very in, close to in Superman in the MCU in the MCU that, yeah, I'm going to totally. I'm I'm make that a reminder yeah right
3: no in. it could be possible yeah that'd it's be interesting. Crazy. Also, that's, that's crazy, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Also, the, in the, the, the there's a very popular Superman uh, comic that he, at the end. All star Superman. The sun. Yeah. Like All
2: star Superman. We had to go regenerating yeah, the sun. Yeah. yeah, that was cool as shit. Yeah, I like that cool one. Well. Also, shout out to the long Halloween Part One and Part Two. By the way, don't sleep on that. It's So random. HBO Max. <laughs> I was like, I like oh, the comic Max. book. Got it. They just they just launched the yeah, Part One, Part Two that of the movie, really and bad. I was like, I don't know if I need to watch this. I liked it. Um, you didn't like it?
3: I haven't seen it. I just heard it was really bad. Oh but no, I, I got into it. Videos. I didn't like the I didn't
2: like the first hour of the first one, but then I kept watching about part two. I was like, I forgot how much I liked the long Halloween. I digress. Um as we go here, we wrap it all up. And guess what? Cersei's got a little extra of that 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 fun power left. So she turns Sprite into a human being. And Sprite's like, cool, this is all I've ever wanted is to grow up and eventually die hey guess what when you hit 40 and you blow out your knee sprite you're gonna you're fucking regret this decision yeah bring, like,
1: bring suddenly you can't keep up with the youngins on the basketball court and you're getting constantly cross and broken ankles like yeah yeah have you can thank yourself for that sprite okay <laughs> we should have fucking killed you for trying to ruin all of this oh
2: man uh but either way they don't uh they all take off let's see then we get uh athena oh, we got a fun little scene uh, in, in north dakota where um the kids, like, hey, who are you? And she's like, I'm, or he's like, you're Athena, right? She goes, no, t- Athena just dropped the A, which I'm not quite sure what the reference was there. And then she, he's like, what's your superpower? And she fucking skewers an orange. And then Fastos is like, all right, your babysitting Uh, is, you, you're right, is revoked.
1: Forever. I love his like, freak whatever. out mode. Like, oh my God, oh my God, <laughs> like getting yeah. up out of the seat is great. Uh, we
2: also said, by the way, that she's done with the Mad Weary. I think she snapped out of it now that they uh, they beat the, the Titan. And they part ways, and Cersei, Fastos, Kingo, and Sprite remain on Earth as Dane professes his love for Cersei over in London. And we're like, oh, this is nice. Uh, I think uh, Athena, Druig, and Macari, uh leave on the Domo uh, to find other Eternals to free them or and or fight them, which I presume will be the part of at least uh, the next movie. Uh, meanwhile, Cersei and, and Jon Snow. Jon's like, "I'm gonna, you know what? A lot of people don't wear red scarves. I'm going to wear a red scarf because I look good in it. And I'm like... You know what? Maybe five eight is the perfect height, Andy. Maybe. Maybe it is maybe the perfect height. Is. Oh no, it's not because the clouds part and who should show up? But Arison's here. and He's pissed. He was like, guys, I told you you could that? have a couple friends over. You fucked up the entire house, and now you got to pay. Uh, he takes all the remaining Eternals from the planet and zaps them off to we don't know where, but I like the visual of him going into a singularity and popping off. And then uh, Jon Snow's like, I got, I don't know what to do, but I got to get my magic sword. But we won't see that until the mid-credit sequence. And I think that's the end of the movie. Oh, what? Um, it's not.
1: Star Fox shows up. I was going to say, did you hear Tam's prediction last night? Our, we went to the movie. For people who don't know who Tamar Hussein, uh, he's on a lot of our video game content. And he was with us at the movie last night and he said, I think what's going to happen is that um, essentially a a celestial was due and a celestial was not made. And that Galactus is going to send the Silver Surfer to go to Earth to be like, where the fuck is this this celestial at, y'all? Because he's like the... What's it called? Like the kind herald. of like the
2: harbinger, the herald. herald. Yeah, the herald. The herald. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, the herald. So
1: he's. So that's how they introduce. Uh, that's how they'll introduce Galactus and the Silver Surfer to the MCU. Fuck. Well, the, so the fact cool. that they
2: have that imagery, like the iconic sort of like celestial Galactus esque imagery of that big thing floating out by the Earth, incredible. Gets me so well, fucking actually, excited. Actually, you
3: know now, now now that we are You're thinking, thinking. It's me so hard. <laughs> no, now, yeah, I was wow.
2: going to do, but I stopped myself. But thank you, <laughs> thank you for reminding me who we are.
3: Now that we're like thinking about like the different ideas and stuff and how they can integrate stuff, I what if like so the yeah. the, <laughs> the energy that we were creating right? They were saying that you need an intelligent society or, or uh, civilization, intelligent life. Yeah. Int- intelligent life. So, uh, so there must be some sort of life force or something that we're, like we all with the certain number we hit that uh, yeah.
1: right, so, yeah, something it like seven. that.
3: But like. What if, like, this is the fate of all planets, right? And if they go higher than that threshold because they somehow stop the Celestial. Set off an alarm. (laughs) Well, it doesn't set off an alarm, but Galactus senses them. Yeah. If that's it goes awesome. higher, Galactus can sense them and he'll come Aww, over. That would, be cool. fucking, <laughs> cool. that would be fucking <laughs> basically <pretty cool. laughs> out, of,
2: out of the frying pan and into the oven in that regard. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um that uh, also great. one one more thing. I did really like that the uh Asriel, like grabbed them all and was like, You've chosen to do this. Arishin. So Arishan, you're right, Asriel, someone else. Uh Arishin <laughs> uh and then says like We'll come back to judge them to see if like, they're oh, worthy of sticking around.
0: Yeah. Because so uh, for people that might not be familiar, like in, in the Marvel Universe and specifically in the Infinity War storyline, I think this is the most famous use of these characters. We kind of get uh, a bunch of these like incredibly universal level cosmic entities where yeah, there's they're, like
3: they're even bigger than the, the Celestials.
0: Yeah, living tribunal, which yeah. is kind of like, the judge. there's judgment going on. Like, it's the cosmic court of forces. the universe. These yeah. cosmic focus, there's death. They're like, the, in, in the Infinity Gauntlet story, it, Thanos is not trying to eliminate half of life no, for like these good death, reasons. Right? He's yeah. trying to impress Lady Death, who's like this whole thing. So, it's like, this is, it was interesting that they're kind of like MCUifying this celestial to kind of potentially be that judgment character. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I thought that that line was definitely a choice. That they they made for the future of this. I liked it. I wouldn't be surprised. I liked it too. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we never get an Eternals two. Like I think that this movie was definitely to set up characters, set them on their ways I, to then be in a bunch of other things, other movies. I, yeah, that's I cool. think
3: like I would I wouldn't be shocked if we got an Eternals two, but it was about the crew that like left, and then some other movie takes care of what's happening with uh Azrael and like the you know the eternals that he stole i don't know the name tim Aeration. i don't know the yeah. name yeah. Is it worse yeah, is it right. our situation arturo, okay? and,
1: arturo and trap says it's gonna be weird having a whole damn head of a celestial in the ocean now i mean, hey they're they're figuring out the polar ice cap issue you know maybe we can uh, it's not ice
3: it's marble this is really bad it's not it, ice place it's not ice they they say that it's stone it's like fog. Marble Stone. Yeah. yeah. It's, this is really bad. When that it was ice, it was, this was like, really oh, pretty bad. good. This should <laughs> cause flooding
1: across the, the that's world. That's exactly Andy. right. The displacement <laughs> of water is going to be really bad, Andy. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, the tides are rising at least seven feet around the nation, mm-hmm. around the world. That's I, scary. That's,
3: that's, that's one of the most interesting things that I'm, like, very excited to someday see how MCU handles is, like, this thing popping up and what are the actual effects on the planet itself. It's a cool movie. It's a cool fucking movie. So here we are. It's so funny. She could have made it anything. She made it stone. She could have made it air. She could have made it nothing.
0: She kept going back to like, I can make a rock this. I can make a rock that. I can make a rock But she was making rock
3: other things. That was a hilarious moment, by the way. (laughs) The comedy, I enjoyed very much all throughout.
0: Uh, So here we are. We already talked about the post-credit scenes. And so unless you guys have something else to say, I said we kick right into a thing I like to call Andy. Haiku. In review.
1: <laughs> Almost. Almost. <laughs> kinda, I kind of forgot We're that I start you. right with it. Yeah. <laughs> As I hit play, I was like, all right, I'm about to pop in when the cue hits. No, I say like, it's right at the beginning. Seven syllables in the middle. You'll need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret. it. haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review
0: go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form just like z poll did. Dane gets his reward. Are you ready, Mr. Whitman? That was Blade's voice. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it fucking was. For was a while there, Dane gets his reward.
1: Are you ready, Mr. Whitman? I was like... Did, uh, is this a haiku in review from uh, last night in Soho? Like, I don't know who those <laughs> characters are. Uh,
3: Tim, d- did a uh, quick question about the the post credits scene. Was that Excalibur or was that the other sword?
0: That was the Ebony Blade they oh. mentioned earlier. They're like, oh, is that I Excalibur? Thought they, yeah.
3: I thought they had found it and gave it to his family. Interesting.
1: No no, 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 no. That is that is the Ebony Blade. Yeah, the blade that she was swinging. That what that uh, Athena was swinging in that one sequence. They talked that they. It that made this skeleton. scene kind of make sense, essentially.
3: Yeah.
0: Wait. All right. Joe Mertens writes in and says, It's very pretty, and the cast is impressive, but mid-tier Marvel. And Brandon Monforte says, Kumail steals the show. Harry Styles is fucking Eros? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: very interesting. I, I wonder when we're going to see him next, because like, like, I can't think of a place that
1: that fits, but that's kind of the fun of this MCU where we're at right now. Where who the fuck knows? I'm like, shocked that, I didn't get spoiled it anywhere on tiktok shockingly
3: about i heard it was anything, all over the place that first day when, when it leaked oh. joey told me she had gotten spoiled about something no. and i stayed away from tiktok yeah. for a day i was spoiled <laughs> yeah, on the, the harry styles thing not
0: because of tiktok but just in, in general but yeah. <clears throat> anyway those are your haiku interview now it's time for ragu bagu Ragu. Bagu.
2: What's up everybody? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys for the MCU, or as people like to call it, the longest lists on the planet with many, 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 many tiers tim i don't think i have this list
0: i have the list Dick scarpino it's okay we have of course the s tier a tier b tier cd and f tier um the last one that we ranked was ultron from what if at the top of the b tier above bacon guy from first class no sorry sorry nope Bacon baconator from first class bacon higher on the list much that in, in, yeah, the yeah, yeah. in the s tier in the s tier Tim, and can you read I... to me C and D tier, please? I will read you C and D, Andy Cortez. C starts with uh, S- uh, <laughs> Cree, June Ladd, Jude Ladd. Jude Law, Jude Law, yeah. That's Jude right. Law, and then the Captain Marvel, yes. Uh, then we have Francis Angel from Deadpool, we have Red Skull. We have Rockwell slash Mickey. We have mm. the Dink slash Sentinels. We have <laughs> Magneto slash Brotherhood and Mass slash Dormammu in the C tier. And then kicking off the D tier, we have the Vision from Solo. <laughs> then the Mandarin slash Aldrich from Iron Man 3. Obadiah from Iron Man 1. Uh, Franco Malloy slash Taskmaster from Black Widow. Loki from Thor 1. And the Flag Smasher slash John Walker
1: from Falcon and Winter Soldier. God damn! What's the bottom of the A list? Confusing. Bottom of A list. Yeah, just give me the last
3: three. Just give me the last three. Let's
1: give him the last three, Tim. Give him the last three.
0: Ella Grandmaster, Ego, and Mysterious from Far From Home.
1: Interesting.
3: Interesting. Is um, this Doc, by then, the way, in
1: the kind of funny Master Drive? I would love to just bring it up on my own. It is not. I don't have to ask you. No, every no, time. it's private. It he wants nuts. us to. Ask.
3: He said that. Um. So, the, can we discuss who the villain is? It's Asriel, and, um,
0: yep, Ray. Asriel. It's definitely Asriel.
3: I don't know it. Like, you just You just let, read a list where you had named someone and you said Bacon Guy. Oh, I'm sorry, not Bacon Guy. It's Baconator. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm That's sorry. An I'm sorry. I, it is an important <laughs> distinction. But You're guess right, which Ken. one are right. right. Guess which one of those two were the right name. Neither, neither of them. Yeah. Thank you. Neither of them. Thank you. Arishen. They
2: weren't right named by choice. <laughs> Which one? So Azazel is a bad guy, right? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> Azazel and Icarus, yeah,
1: <laughs>
2: right. Those are the two baddies. Arasem and Icarus are the bad people. Yeah, I would say Icarus yes. more than Arasem, but yes.
3: I well, I mean, I don't know. I, don't know. So the,
0: the I would say yeah, the deviance I wouldn't really put Arashem on the on the as the bad guy. I, I think that that's just, he's just an entity of the universe that uh,
3: destroys planets so yeah. that his, his 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 race can continue.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I think in terms of how this movie presents it, I think it's th- the deviance and um, Icarus Mahawk, as Nick called him. Yeah, Icarus. Perfect. Where do we want to put him?
2: Andy, you have the list in front of you. You tell me where to put him and I'll agree with you or disagree with you. Jesus
1: Christ. Okay, so, oh gosh, this is so tough because it's one of those cool in concept kind of wasted opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to put this dude, So that's S, that's A, that's B. I would put it underneath Dormammu oh, no. and Wait, Mads Mikkelsen. Let's,
3: let's start at the tier.
1: I would go. I would go S A B. I would go C tier. C tier, man. Yeah, I would go C tier.
3: See, I think high B tier.
1: So you're thinking over, like, you're thinking maybe, oh, you know what, There's Kevin, yeah, I'm There's looking an at, There's yeah, an I'm hearing
2: echo, maybe it's Tim's, do you think it's Tim's headphones going into Yes, it is, earbud? it is, you put
1: him too close the idiot. Um, let's say, let's see here, Um, damn, Kevin, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I know. It, this it's one's okay. a tough one, I'd say maybe go over Ultron from Age of Ultron? Uh,
3: you, you need to give me the B list now. I'm sorry, B-tier. I don't have it. Did B- he share this with everyone, or is this something special? Uh, he he
1: shared it with me. I, Tim, I'm thinking B tier, underneath Hydra from Winter Soldier, and over Ultron from Age of Ultron.
0: I don't disagree I'm with that. I think more C tier. I feel more okay. under Ultron, but above the Captain Marvel bad guys. It's just, I think that the the... The fact that they fucked up the DVD like storyline so bad is, like, such a loss a for this movie's potential. I, that like, that, to me, is its biggest offense. So I don't want to give reward them in any way for being I, that. True.
3: I feel like excluding Asriel, Asriel or whatever the hell his name mm-hmm. is, is fucked up. Like, that's, Actually. like, excru- excluding Dormammu. Or it's, like... I, mean, Dormammu I don't is think it changes in...
0: my thoughts anyway. Uh, Having right, him well, in or out doesn't matter.
3: I, I think that... I think that they're compelling villains. I don't think that the, uh, you know, Deviants are. And it is unfortunate that they screwed it up.
1: But top of C tier. I'm going to top le- of C tier then.
3: Too. Nah, see, I, I think middle to bottom of B tier. Middle to bottom of B tier. Who's C-tier. the last one on the B tier? Ultron. He's better From than age Ultron. Of Ultron. Come on. Icarus is better than Ultron. Like, it was a cool character. I wish the ending was a little bit stronger, but Ultron sucks.
1: We have no decision. Hmm. Nick.
3: Oh yeah, Nick's opinion.
1: I would say, top of C tier. Top I'm of C tier over the Cree and Jude Law from Captain Marvel. Yes, I think that's more. That's Joey's more more. right on it. God, she's right on it. That's what I would say. Good there job, we go. Thank we you. Got, who do we? Want? Nick, tell me
0: who are we writing down? We are going to write down Icarus, Astrid, <laughs>
1: Azazel. <he> say- <laughs> no, Arisem, so- I would say. Ashley Burns.
3: <laughs> I, it is Ash, Ash real, right? Something like
1: Erasham. Erasham. Arasham, yeah. You're talking about that. celestial. Yeah, yeah, right,
3: yeah. Right. You nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> I had it up. Yeah. Alright, let's rank the movie. Let's fucking
0: rank this thing. Kev, please bring it up. Currently uh the list is a long 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 list. Uh number 1 Endgame, number 2 Infinity War, number 3 Homecoming, number 4 Civil War, number 5 Ragnarok, number 6 Winter Soldier, number 7 Guardians 2, number 8 Loki, number 9 WandaVision, number 10 Avengers, number 11 Guardians 1, number 12 Shang-Chi, number 13 Iron Man, number 14 Far from Home, number 15 Black Panther, number 16 Doctor Strange, number 17 Falcon and Bucky, number 18 Captain Marvel, 19 Ant-Man and Wasp, 20 Ant-Man, 21 Black 22, Iron Man 2, 23, Age of Ultron, 24, First Avenger, 25, Iron Man 3, 26, What If, 27, Hulk, 28, Thor, 29, Dark World. I would like to start this one off. Oh, oh. really like this movie a lot, as I think evidenced by the last two hours of us talking about it. I think we're all kind of in a similar place of eh, a lot of potential that didn't live up to it, but it's still damn good. Having said all that, though, there's a lot of good movies and shows we're talking about here. I put this at number 26. 26. Underneath Iron Man 3 and above What If.
3: That's wild. Woo! No, 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 no. That's way Woo! too low. I don't uh, hate if I, If I may, if I may. Kevin I thought this was a great movie. I, it was an epic. We haven't seen a movie like this in a long time. I enjoyed it, I think, more than Shang-Chi and just a little bit less than, Game, uh, than uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I would put it at number 12.
1: Wow, that is Jesus. very high. <laughs>
3: I, I, I mean twenty six about... I have the same Jesus, all right. Like both of yeah. y'all I'm going Jesus, I think, guys. I, I really think that over the next decade this movie is gonna mean more and more. And it's it's like it's setting up a lot of things. And like it's got us all thinking, you know, it's got our minds percolating like a cup of coffee. I will go next. Maker. I will be let me be let me be the uh, the mediator
1: between you all. Because this is exactly what I was thinking before you all even said your numbers. I would put this beneath Dr. Strange above Falcon and Winter Soldier um, at number 17. Mm. 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 Mm.
2: See, unfortunately, I'm more with him on this one. Where I just thought this movie was fine. I didn't think it was. I don't really. Yeah, it didn't really do too much for me. And I can't put it above Iron Man 3 because having just rewatched that movie. You
3: can't <laughs> put it above Iron Man 3. Can't
2: do it. It's not as fun. That's but at the end of the crazy. day, the movie wasn't that much fun, and that's and I understand what they were going no, for. No, it but was I just...
3: it was like a crazy seven thousand year long. It's
1: a different tone for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, I see what, I I just... see what Nick is saying. Iron Man three is tone. Didn't Iron Man three no, did did not. either. But that's I, why we're Iron talking Man about 3's not of a good movie list.
3: I feel like Iron Man three is not good. I would describe this movie as good. This would have a solid seven and a half in my book, maybe even an eight. Probably an eight. I'd
2: probably put it where Tim put it. I'd put
1: it, probably put it at 26. I'd put it lower on the list. But, we should yeah. really do another individual rankings. Think yeah. about that, Tim. St- stew on that. Every time you say something like that, Andy,
0: it makes my life infinitely more complicated because <laughs> I get a bunch it. of tweets and Reddit threads, and I'm like, I try mm-hmm. so hard to schedule things, guys. <laughs> I try so fucking hard. <laughs> let's
3: also
1: re-review the Toy Story movies. How
3: about that? Let's, let's just watching. re-review all of MCU. Let's do one more time. <laughs> let's give it another go. Just I point. mean, there's a
1: lot of extreme opinions here. We'll see what, what Greg thinks. There's no definitive answer here because everybody's yeah. kind of all over the place. This is, is right? unfortunate. I, and this place is in a very bad place. Let, let me make a prediction.
0: 26, I vote 26. Kev votes 12. And he votes 17, which means we cannot rank it. And I hope that Greg is able to watch this movie soon because this might put us in this review, in MCU review, in a standstill for a couple months.
1: Prediction pizza bet. No, just prediction, the rankings. It'll just prediction the rankings pizza bet. Instance. Greg is going to put this at number 15 over Black Panther and underneath Far From Home. That's my prediction pizza I bet. I can see that.
3: I, I actually, I could be one over to move down there. And have to It has to all the it, makings
1: though. for a movie that Greg would hate. Really, Kevin. really, really long and like, serious tone and it's got some jokes here and there but it, you know it's it's more of a it, it's less of a fun jaunt you know what i mean but i still think it's going to be one of those weird ones i go, he's wow, a dad now, really you know? liked it he's That's, serious wow. yeah
3: he's more serious now i know he hated the guardians of
1: the galaxy game dude hated that game Crazy. really hated it Kevin. Was serious? The worst he's ever played in his life
3: no, he didn't say that.
1: He was kind of like eh, he didn't really love it. That's so sad. It's a good point. Andy is here to fucking start some fires Jesus, today. Yes, You want to like... talk about
0: Shin Megami Tensei, Andy? Or not, okay? I <laughs> <laughs> love you all. Fuck yeah, let I want to fight know all in those nerds. comments below <laughs> what you have to say about the Eternals. I love that there's a lot of varying opinions on this. I think that that is a sign that the MCU is doing some cool shit, so let us know in the comments below what you think. We will return and in, in-review very shortly. Like I said, Spider-Man 3 rewatch. Go Ghostbusters 2016 coming your way next week. And then we're going to come back to the MCU and review multiple times in the next couple of months. Uh, we got Hawkeye. We got Spider-Man. No way home. Very exciting Ooh. stuff. But until Ooh. then, I love you all. Goodbye.